Blog Talk Radio. Pleasant good evening to all of you here in Radio Land. Welcome to the Cricket Show. We're glad that you're able to hear us wherever you may be. We trust that you may have an enjoyable evening this evening with us. Get a packed program lined up for you. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors that we're on. The Cricket Show is on and we'll be on until 9 p.m. We're hoping to hear, hear from all of our panelists. Hope you can tell your friends too that they can join in. The number to call 1 515 605 The voice of DJ Bravo says we're a champion, meaning the West Indies. We still hold a couple of championships, don't we? And we are coming back. We are coming back. And in a short time, expect to see us rise in the rankings. But as I usually do each and every day, Every time that we offer, we usually begin with a word of prayer. Well, we're using some background music to help us. The late great, the late great Hopeton Lewis says, Without him, dear Heavenly Father, we come to you. We thank you for your presence in our house this evening. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to present yet another show. Ten years and going on to eleven. We are grateful for all the kindness that you have showered on us. Make it possible to entertain, educate, and inform people about cricket around the world, especially in our neck of the woods. Especially for the ones who are ailing, name me my dear wife unit. Dr. Leroy Lashley, Connie Whitley, Ellie Matt, Everett Carter, Oliver Solomon, Matthew Nisbet, El Comido Willett, Wentworth Francis, Dennis Kelman, Selma Cornelius, Boston Otto, Joseph Gunshaw, Willis Daniel, Mona Daniel, Bill Moore-Hawpike, Dr. Roger Brown, Earl Stevens, Duane Francis, 
Guinness Hughes, Wilhelmina Williams, Jasper Jarvis, Delbert Francis, and all the others, Lord, who have not expressed their concerns, we pray for them. We thank you for giving us this opportunity once more. We pray that you help all the ones who make this show possible by providing us with your assistance financially. Let this show go on. Bless each and every participant that comes on this evening. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Let me just say good evening to my friend and buddy, Mr. Dennis Heat. Good evening, Mr. Dennis. Happy Easter. Good evening. Good evening, Leon. Happy Easter to you. Happy Easter around the world, wherever it's celebrated as such. If it's not celebrated, then happy Easter nonetheless to our uh, listeners and uh, well-wishers out there. So, back to you. Yes, indeed. And anything unusual happened in your neck of the woods? It was raining, it was snowing, it was um, having any fires? Well, what's unusual right now, Leon, is the fact that it's now just April the 4th and we're having heat waves out here in our wow. golden uh, state. Golden Pretty, yes, pretty warm out here today, Ilian. Yes, indeed. I'm, I know there's always some action over there in your neck of the woods. So I just wanted to make sure that you're okay. And I heard from Mr. McKenzie earlier this week, and he's all right because he was not with us last week. And uh, we just pray that it continue to be. We do have online as well another brother from another mother, Audrey Watson. Audrey. Do you know Debbie Seeds well? Tell me this. Uh, from this program with <laughs> oh, <okay>. his voice. <laughs> uh, I know he can turn on the heat when it comes to talking crazy. Oh, he, he does. Gonna, he's going to turn on the heat this evening for us as well, too, because he has a special report about something which I won't mention, but I just tell you. Okay. Happy, wonderful when the fullness day. of time has come. When the fullness of yes. time has come. In the fullness of time come. But let me do this. I'll give a brief summary of what I have gathered together, and hopefully we can pick up from there. Firstly, let me say the West Indies and the Sri Lanka, they played to a draw in the second test match, which means that the second, the, the, the series, the test series was drawn. Now, or should you say were drawn? Uh, both matches having been drawn. And the scores in that particular match, the final one, West Indies 354 and 284, Sri Lanka 258 and 19342. Which means the CV draw. The Craig Bradford got player of the match for that final match. And of course, the series, um, Mr. Lachman, he was named the player of the series. The news coming out of Georgetown, Guyana, that the former Guyanese Cricket Board Secretary, Anand Sanasi, Association BCA Vice President, or Vice President, Calvin Hope, last Thursday they decided to withdraw their, their bid to unseat the incumbent, the doctor, or doctor, Kishore Shallow, the vice president, and Ricky Skerritt, the president. So that means, in essence, that yeah, there is no challenger for the post of West Indies, West Indies 
um, presidency and vice president. And of course, we, as we told you last week or earlier, that that uh, meeting was aborted on the 28th, and it will be held come Sunday. And we'll hear everything about the West Indies Cricket Board. We just want to let the show go on, folks. News coming out of Gloucestershire that Craig Bradford is has signed a county championship deal. And that's good news for West Indies fans because we were lacking. As you know, Alzari Joseph, he too has gotten a deal. And also Mr. Cummins and also Mr. Roach. So we got a few guys in in line for some, at least some more exposure internationally. South Africa and Pakistan are playing in the one-day series. And the first two matches are level. South Africa winning the second one after Pakistan took the first one by three wickets. And the news out over in South Africa, it's headlines because the folks that were in South Africa about the unfairness of five of their country's best players have been whisked off to the India Premier League in the middle of a series against Pakistan. Oh my goodness. Must be heartbreaking for the fans. And ICC, they have decided to approve changes to the DRS, the protocols for the FBW referrals. We'll talk about that later. A little confusing, but nevertheless, we'll see the best we can do about it. Pakistan, no, no, Bangladesh and uh, New Zealand, they have been involved in two series, the ODIs and the T20, in which the New Zealanders took a three-love lead, uh, three-love sweep of that series. The ODI, three matches to love, was the same result in the T20, three matches to love in the T20. So a big whipping there for the New Zealanders. And uh, just want to mention that we are featured, our show is featured in the America Cricket Foundation, the ACF. We are very much exposed to media fans. And uh, jog into that that um, webpage and pull us up when once we have a show involved or go back into the archives and see our shows. The, well, in New Zealand and Australia, ladies are involved in a series and New Zealand scored some 212 and they were all out in the 49th over. 212 and Australia ladies just take advantage of them by knocking off the total in 254 in 38.3 overs, which means that they have continued with an undefeated streak of wins, some 22 wins in a row, and undefeated uh, as they do. Great job. And West Indies coach Phil Simmons, he has praised the efforts of his batsmen test series against Sri Lanka. He said the West Indies batsmen are starting to pull their weight after the bowlers carried the team for years. So let's hope that it continues. And we're looking forward coming up this week and we will hear more about it during the show because the um, India Premier League is about to begin 60 
T20 matches, April 9th and May 30th. More details are definitely to follow in the show today. And the T20 Blast is also getting ready to blast off in June. Mm, 133 T20 matches. Um, June the 9th until September the 18th. And of course, we're looking forward to the championship or the, the finals of the ICC World Test Championship. India versus New Zealand. And that's about all that I have except for the South Africa. Okay, well, I, I named that already, South Africa ladies. So that's all I have so far, but we'll have an inside edge from Audley, and then we will just turn open the line okay, for us. Okay, first, first of all, I'll say um, good mm. evening to you, Leanne. Good evening to my fellow panelists and for the listeners. Throughout the world, it's good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. We'll be here with you until 9 o'clock in the p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And, um, yes, it's a wonderful Sunday evening once again, and uh, just about 75 degrees in my neck of the woods. And um, we're hoping to have a wonderful, wonderful show. The program Maybe a little, uh, may throw a little more heat than it's 75 degrees, certainly, uh, you know, sometimes. Okay, so um, and Marub, I spoke to her earlier on, and she's doing just fine. Just fine. Okay, so the inside edge for the day, the inside edge. We have a couple of cricketers who want to look on here. Kino Best, um, Karen Pollard, Xavier Marshall, and Jerome Taylor. Uh, what similarity? These guys hold. Uh, well, they all played for the West Indies. You could say that, yes. And where two is concerned, Marshall and Taylor, they are both Jamaicans. Pollard from Trinidad Tobago. And Tino Best is from out of Barbados. But what else in common would you say they have? Well, I'll let you know. Tino Best, Jerome Taylor, Xavier Marshall, Karen Pollard, along with four other players, but these four West Indians, what they have in common? They first, first of all, they hit the first ball they faced in T20 International for a maximum. Yep. All four players hit the first ball they faced in T20 International for a maximum. Four West Indians, but they also saw Kumar Yadav from India, Mark Adir, from Ireland, Sonil Tamvir from Pakistan, and Malagasto Mosheli from South Africa. So eight in all, the first ball they received in T20 cricket, they hit it away for six. So that's what I have here for you, the inside edge for the day. Thank you, Thank you very much for that, Audley. Well put together. There's... There's also another another best, you know. You look like there's something wrong with the best. Carlisle Best Carlisle did best. hit a ball first. It was it wasn't his first delivery, but it was his first scoring shot. He the first shot scoring shot in international cricket. He hit, but it wasn't his first ball with four, first scoring shot. Okay. So that's the best, best of the best. That sounds good. Yeah. Okay, Mister Heat. See if you can beat that because. I'm going to throw a question at you. Do you think 
What do you thought of this role of those two candidates for the presidency and vice presidency? Your thoughts? Well, I, I welcome the news, uh, quite frankly, um, Leon, because mm-hmm. the way things were shaping up in the press, it was beginning to look very, dare I say, juvenile and selfish what was taking place. However, we know that uh, Mr. Skerritt has been at the helm for the last uh, session, and he's done what appears to be a reasonably good job in holding things together and getting, you know, the shape of the West Indies, at least if not on, on full blast, he's managed to stem the tide that seems to be causing some disruption amongst Caribbean cricket. So I welcome that news that uh, the other two candidates have decided not to challenge uh, Mr. Skerritt, and I look forward, based on his platform, to seeing a lot of great improvement and continuing development of our West Indian crickets. Julian. Yes, indeed. And Audley, what is your take on the matter? Because there seem to me some ramifications with regards of the... Yeah, pulling out. I don't know if you oh, heard. Yes. Uh, uh, they, they, it reached a stage where I think they had no option because you, in order for you to, to run for for the presidency uh, when it comes to Cricket West Indies, uh, you have to be uh, um, among the executives. You have to be on, on your country's board, you know, where, that runs cricket. And um, while all the... The, the ramblings were going on. Um, Guyana had their election, and um, the gentleman from Guyana he, he he was voted out. So therefore, he was no longer on the board uh, by Guyana Cricket Association, and um, so he, he he had no choice but to withdraw. Right uh, after after he withdrawn from there, you know, some are speculating that with all the with all, all all these lawsuits that were going on, they they don't think he was gonna just fade away into oblivion, but um he may file another lawsuit and thing. But um lo and behold, I think he did the right thing um, by saying they will no longer, try, you know, I mean as I said before, he had no choice. He just have to um, step aside now. And um, I, I when it comes to Mr. Skerritt and and his deputy and his whole team. I think they are doing. They, are, they have been doing well. When you consider when you consider what what um, COVID dealt uh, the blow that COVID dealt to cricket internationally, you know, universal, um, everywhere, everything, but shut down from from sports to everything else. So they 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 he indeed need another at least another term, you know, to to um, accomplish some of the tasks, you know, some of the things that was on his manifesto. And I, I think I think they have done a lot. I think um, you know he is a man that's always for, forward. I mean, um, you can he he's accessible then, right? He comes on program. Not that Mr. Um, the president, previous president, wasn't right, but um, but he, you know, the whole thing about it is that he they really need a time. You can't take the, the time that he was there to say, look, it's time for a new leader because. Maybe more than half the time, everything was shut down. So you, you, you know, um, this player could not could not get uh, these players could not get their salary because look, there's no cricketers play, there's no 
um, television revenue to collect from and stuff. So everything was, you know, going to hell in the handbasket, so to speak, um, where, when it comes to the whole world and, and cricket because of COVID. So indeed, uh, I think he will, they, both, both the, the, the team or entire team may just go in unopposed because I don't think there's going to be any other challenge at all. Right, mm-hmm. um, there are things to complain about that, and I'm not going to deal with that right now. So, um, they definitely need to be to to, to be back um, to finish the task uh, that they started. Yes, yes, there would be no other contender because the time has already passed for nomination right. to be presented. So, that's a, <laughs> no one else is standing for presidency, so it has to be a, um, a no contest. On a post, on a post. And it's certainly, do, are you correct in saying that you have to be on the board to be represented under persons Christian to the board? I'm willing to be corrected, but I think yeah, you I, have think, to I think you, be involved you have to get in the, the nomination, but you don't get have the to nomination from, from okay, your okay, board. Okay, okay. Yeah, I think you have to okay. get a nomination, but you can. But it goes a little deeper than this, you know, because what a sponsors our sponsors began to question whether or not we we are really serious about running cricket because when these guys oppose and they they say these things and do these things you know it's it's in the eyes of a sponsor looks into the matter and say listen this is you know i wonder if you're getting the right thing but anyway thank goodness everything seemed to be resolved now i hope they can just find a way to mend their ways and just you know West Indies cricket is bigger than two or three persons. And like Mr. Skerritt said, he's only going to take it for two terms, give him a chance for another term, and let him and his vice president work their way up and see what they can fulfill their 10-point plan, which I believe they're honest and earnest in what they're saying, and I believe they deserve another chance. And I just wish them all the best. I just want to take the opportunity to say, I'm going to the first to say congratulations to Mr. Skerritt and Mr. Shallow in advance without the election being run. And, and no I, I want to join in doing the same, Leon. I join in doing the same. Yeah, I just know they are... It's already cast in steel. It's already mm. cast in steel. There will, will be return unopposed. Yes, indeed. Okay. And let me just mention something, because we have a special guest this evening. I came in late, but um, you always welcome guests, and his name is Nate Nathan. Nate Nathan. And he comes from... He's a he's a um, one of these um, correspondent writers, and um, he is with the Emerging Cricket Cricket out of California, Emerging Cricket. So take note of the name. Um, not much about him, but Jatin will fill us in because Jatin is responsible more or less to get some of these um, guests for us, and we are grateful for his presence in doing that. So. We're looking forward to here to speak with Nate. He is well informed, I was told, so we'll just get your questions pat up and pack. What, so what, what's it, Nate, Nathan, Nathan, Nate, what again? Nathan. Nate, his, name, his first name is Nate, Nathan. <laughs> this one, N-A-T-E, Nathan. Mm-hmm. Okay, so okay. We look forward to hear from him. But again, we're glad that situation has been more or less resolved and hope the meeting will go on and we'll get something, you know, fruitful out of the meeting and West Indies Cricket can not only improve on the field but improve in the boardrooms and uh, Mr. Skerritt's plans will go um, 
put in place the ones that have been you know, approved will go forward and West Indies can see a better way of life in the cricket. It's good to see some four players have been gone into the county championship and that's a good good sign. I'm so so elated about um, Bradwitt and um, of course Alzari Joseph will make, get some improvements and the player that I'd love to see go into the first class is our fast bowler. You know who that is. I always stick at him. But um, he is <laughs> I was you mean you're gonna send him, him in the batting cage? I, I think I think he was. I saw him, him make a, a, a defensive shot the the other day, and I I said, well, I got to stop talking badly <laughs> about <him." laughs> because he, I see he's trying. When a player is trying, and I Gabriel. Nobody, yes, Gabriel, that is yes. I say, well, nobody cursed Mr. Bradford more than I did on the show. Not that I cursed him badly, but I wanted to see him do well, and he seem to be doing better to score a century and then come back and score 80 yard in the second innings in a match, albeit uh, never a flat track, but the important thing, he stayed in the wicket and he played the captain's now. Uh, and, so, and this is one time, Leon, and this yeah. is one time I, I don't think not even Ivo, I think, would criticize him for this because um, it, it was necessary to, to, to occupy the crease. It, it's not always just about runs. When 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 there's time, you have to um, make sure um, you don't go there and you know flashy dashy and give, make us even to make a quick 250 or 300 and give the opponent too much time to go and get it. So they they occupy the crease, not knowing that you know uh, whether they're going to be a collapse in in the middle order because we have done that on many occasions. So he makes sure that he stayed there, although he you know. He, he, you, you you say hey, but he eventually make make a lot of runs still, you know. But um, that 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 that's what what was called for at the time, and he led from the front. He was right there and played a captain's innings, and um, the, the declaration I think came just at the right time. But um, well, we, we'll go go into that uh, a little more. So I think he did the right thing. Yes, indeed, he did the right thing, and I don't know if um, Dennis had anything different to say, but I thought that he kept in the game well, and um, of course, a little later we're going to have a report from Dennis. So, yeah. But, but, but uh, you, Leon, you remember, in, I think two or three shows back, when the team was announced, that we were discussing uh, whether the selectors made the right call uh, to um, ask Craig to be the captain as opposed to giving it back to Jason Holder. And uh, you will recall that I was very much in favor of keeping the status quo and giving Craig, you know, giving him the, uh, uh, what he had due because of what he had done in, in, in Bangladesh, holding the team together so well. And so, yeah, I, I agree that uh, he was the right man at the right time for this particular position to keep him there. So I'm very much, uh, you know, want to give him a tip of the hat. Back to, to be honest, I thought if they had given back Jason Holder, I wouldn't mind, but I think that, that this guy deserved to, to get a chance because we, we felt that we saw some flaws in Jason Holder's captaincy as a, you know, as a 
how we felt that he was like too too much defensive. But you know, in in in, in to say the least, I think by relieving him of the captaincy, to me, his cricket has improved. He looked a different a different player in these two matches than before. Don't you guys feel so? He's, Believe that way, but, but, but I, t- I tell you, Leon, I tell you, he was so talkative um, because he was there t- calling, to, Hey, come on, why, come on, boy. I mean, he was <laughs> when he had just all the teases, the, the, the Sri Lankan batsman, as you know, he was fielding not too far, not too far from the bat, just about, I think, <laughs> backward point or, or, or the above. Mm-hmm. But, but you, you, this was picking up everything that, that he was saying to them. Was being quite talkative, you know, and I don't think it was the captain who'd be doing that, you know. <laughs> it, it was. I was laughing. I was laughing. It was like a joke to me. By the way, by the way, I think you mentioned earlier on that they were they got um, pay cut, but but the the, the the pay cut was really for the for the for the players that were contracted, but when they went on tour. They were given their full salaries, and uh, yes, uh, I, I should I should explain that I should explain that not everybody yeah, got the pay cut, yeah, but the yeah, those that others that were contract that were not on tour. Yes, because they get their full pay for the for their matches. Yes, and the reason for doing that, what I understood is that they did not lay off anybody from the from the board. And, they, and and that and that is a, a very good move too because yes. in, instead it, instead of you have some some you know going home with with, with a fat bread and some <laughs> going home with nothing, it's better each one you know go home with a half or three quarter re- reduce the size of the bread than to send send some home empty and that that is a very good move. Yes, a very good move. Yeah. We have Jason with us now, so let's bring in Jason here. What he has in mind, because he always has something special for us. Jason, good evening to you, sir. We have Dennis, and we have we have Audley, and uh, he looks like we have Ivor too listening, but he is, you know, not able to talk to us, so we'll just let him listen without interruption. Go ahead, Dennis. Yes, sir. Good evening, everyone. Good evening, Jason. Good evening, Jason. And uh, let's keep up with the topic. I was uh, just joining and I hear something about contract money or players' money. But let's uh, stay with it and I'll join. Yes, well, what we were saying that the players from the Caribbean, though they were, they got uh, their, their pay cut to half during, those who were contracted, the contracted players were paid half pay. But on the tour, they were given the full, the full remuneration, so they were paid. And the reason for doing that is that West Indies, they didn't want to lay off anybody from the board, boardroom. So that's why they were done. But we also talked about um, no, the captain going to Gloucestershire, and of course we talk about. Zara Joseph last week, who is going to Gloucestershire, and then Sorry has picked up Kimar Roach, and then Kami has also been picked up. So you may want to just tell us, and then what we talked about firstly, we talked about 
we talked about the, the, the two candidates for presidency have um, withdrawn their candidates. So, so in essence, Mr. Perrit and Shallow will just need to be the president unless something unusual happens. So you can just pick up on any one of those quickly, and then we move on. Well, the key point, the money part, I'll definitely like to speak on that. It's uh, mm -hmm. probably the administrative decision, mm -hmm. and uh, it takes a lot when they, everybody is going through corona. That's the one we know from the last year. When they resume after the corona, they have to borrow the money from the ECB yes. to keep yes. going with it. And mm -hmm. So that should be the, another situation. I will say one of the odd situations for West Indies cricket, that they are in a deficit and they have to come out on a balance sheet. And this probably the contribution need to be come from uh, all resources. If there is a possibility without laying off anyone, uh, mm -hmm. pay cut makes more sense, reasonable, rather than let it go some players and don't pay at all, right? So there's a lot of things behind it. We can't uh, discuss unless we really know how much cut players got and how much uh, uh, effort they have made in on administration side to cut the budget or the cost involved. And then top of that, the West Indies in the rebuilding process, no doubt they are doing very well in Bangladesh series. They are doing absolutely good in uh, Sri Lanka series at home but we are still not over yet from the corona situation. So that is the two main reason is the setback because of this corona situation and the deficit when they restarted resuming playing in England. So it uh, makes just, more just sense. Let's hope it's the short term. Yeah. Just want to talk to you because something that I missed too. Because in spite of the COVID and in spite of the players had to go on tour and get their full pay, and being, uh, the staff had to take a pay cut. They had to find the money also to buy the Coolidge Cricket Ground because they are now 50%, 60% ownership. The Antigua government, 40 because without their owning that premises, perhaps they would not have gotten these tours. They had to make sure these tours were in. So that, that's an item we have to consider. Go ahead. No. So that is that is also at the same time they are looking into a future plan, which is always need to be with this level of uh, uh, entity. They must build on the future, how they want to develop the new facilities or how they develop the grounds. And I believe West Indies has a huge plan going in college and they might be take over their uh, headquarters down there because that uh, facility I have seen personally walking distance from the airport I will say and that makes more sense for uh, any tourist or visitor if you are going for the cricket and uh, it also makes sense because college and Richard stadiums are not far away you can see no. from a distance and uh, because of that it makes all logistics that they are investing the good amount of money to put together a base for the headquarters. So that, that is also a situation came out under this uh, current situation that they have to come out with extra money to go for that situation. So hopefully, let's say this uh, cut is a temporary 
maybe for a couple of no, months or maybe for a two. No, they, they have back to their full pay. So that's one of the incidents, I will say. And then it just happens because I think in this situation, everyone has to understand that they are all contributing or taking these cuts or setbacks because of the development and progress they are making. It makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Makes more sense. Le- yeah. Leon, I have a question here when we're speaking right, about right. money. Right. We, we know... We know that um, the Sandold Group company is, is a very heavy sponsor of West Indies cricket. And I'm just wondering, and throwing it out there, maybe somebody can pick this up, but I'm wondering what effect the uh, passing of, uh, you know, the Sandold, dare I call it, you know. CEO and everything. Butch Butch yes. Butch. I'm wondering what effect. That I don't might have on on the sponsorship deal. Is it likely that this will continue into the future, or are we likely to see some shakeup and changes there? Does anybody have any insight into that particular aspect of the game? But but I believe that it must have some effect in terms of the because of the COVID. I don't think the the the, um, the sponsorship was was affected per se. They still wear the logos and they still being advertised on on, on the um the deals yeah, for the two, uh, but what, was it a three year deal? Was it a was it a three year deal? Uh, am I mistaken? I think it was three years. Yes. Deal. Yeah, oh, so I, I think one I think one that was signed um that was it for the for the three years. That was, you know, uh, unless there's some clause embedded in a in a contract somewhere. But um, I, I think the contract is, is what it is for three years. And then after three years, they may, you know, review and yeah, see if they're going to continue or something, so what they're getting out. I know, I know whenever West Indies play cricket, they, um, they, they're getting big value out of that because they have they, 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 um, they, 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 all the uniforms, the sandals stuff, and, you know, and being talked about the sandals series and, and so forth. So uh, I think they're getting a, a good punch out of it, and especially now that the West Indies is what we could call, say, on the up and up. So it's not right. like it's it, it, right. It, it, it's, it's not like it's a team that that is um, being beaten again. They are winning ODI series, um, T20 series, Test series, drawing this one. So you know, I, I, I think people are going to be. Uh, other companies, if we continue this way, other companies are going to be lining up, you know, to to get get a piece of the the, the slice of the West Indies cake once again, and that's that's what we're, we're hoping for, and we're looking for that for a long time. Hardly I want to interject here, because I know that with the COVID, the hotel industry and particularly such business. as Sandro yes. has been badly yes. badly affected. So yes. the question is. This three-year deal may not be able to, uh, to become honoured by Sandals if their finances has been heavily hit by the lack of tourism to their various, you know, um, hotel situ- situation. It, it, so it's a possibility. It's a possibility. It's a possibility, but it, it, it has not been announced by Cricket West Indies or, or anywhere. That is being that is being affected. So until such time, you know, we just play it by ear. 
Thank you very much. Happy Easter to everyone. And as we said in church this morning, he is risen indeed. He is risen indeed. Amen. He is risen. This conversation is very interesting as it affects uh, the sponsorship of West Indies cricket. And I don't think any successor to Butch Taylor is going to... um, um, Sure. To, is, is is going to cut this out. They're, it's going to continue. They advertise very heavily on television. If you can see that, right. First of all, first of all, Mr. McKenzie, let me say um, welcome once again. So um, um, you know, heard from you, your voice on this program in a long oh, time. Yes. So I have to say, you like to I, hear I to... when I I like to see you on the radio, and I really <laughs> missed you guys last week. But that, right. you so, know, Easter time is very busy for me. So I but just I have to, to call you tonight. Right, but you are not quite Jesus, so I have to say, welcome home, Lazarus. Oh, <laughs> oh my God! Okay, I, I'll accept that from you. <laughs> he's back. He's back. So, <laughs> thank you, sir. Thank you. What you thought about the the the, the, the pitching and figure, gentlemen? Was it? Dig up, dig up that wicket. You need to dig up that wicket. No, wait, Jetting. You need to dig it up. Let me hear Jetting thoughts. Because we had the same situation in India. I dig up pitch. A pitch that was being questioned. Jetting? Well, this is not much a concern. Because uh, if you are looking for a result, then it's a different story. But I believe this pitch played well. It's uh, very hard to see such kind of pitch where you can uh, have a batting doing well even on fourth and fifth day. Normally, it doesn't happen in the nowadays of cricket, I will say. Everywhere you see, the pitches are acting up starting from day three or sometimes maybe four. And we have lots of results in the last 12, 13 years since I-20 uh, invented. I will say the games are finishing early. And this is the beauty to see that these pitches at least worked out very well. The both tests went to the fifth day. That is the more important. And uh, as I said, if you are looking for results, then it's a different. But I don't see any difference in this pitch. It's a good pitch. There is no way to criticize on the curators or the way they make it because the both team had a good platform. But it's uh, very unfortunate on the baller side that uh, we did not see, I will say, critical spells from either side. No doubt there was, I think, one of the spell holder had it in the first test when he got, I think, five or six wickets. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I don't see anyone put any effort. And it's just like there's a both game. Lakmal, yeah, Lakmal. Lakmal did it for Sri Lanka. Mm -hmm. So other than that, I will say it wasn't that much uh, impressive bowling done by other people, right? So that is the case that uh, this board test match has been drawn. And uh, if you look at overall in terms of numbers, a lot of uh, 
uh, sort of inexperience. I will say sort of inexperience means it has a less than 20 test experience kind of players. And mm-hmm. overall, if you look at it, the numbers don't lie. Everyone did very well. And overall, it's no doubt it's on a batting side, and that is the reason batsmen batted long time. We've seen a couple of innings where the batsman is staying at the wicket for 200, 300 balls, which is good to see. And uh, in that regard, I'm not disappointed at all for the pitch. But yes, West Indies may need to think like uh, this game should not be that way. We could have won it, especially the first test, I will say. (laughs) And the second test, both teams had a good chance, but it was again... The batters did it well, and the ballers did not get anything out of wicket. Mm-hmm. Mr. McKenzie, so no, just want to remind you, Mr. Sorry, okay, quite on me. No, I was going to ask you. Okay, just want to just. I heard Mr. Um, Patel said something here, and just want to mm-hmm. correct him. He said, if you are looking for a result, um, then they didn't basically saying they did not get a result, but draw is a result. Draw, don't forget, draw, you know, if you're not because one side did not win the test match, draw is is is, is a result, and both both um both um sides went down, and especially Western is put on a good exhibition of batting, because when they they made three fifty four and then two eighty for four declared, mm-hmm. and um, Sri Lanka of course went down and and, and you know settled down and uh, and draw the match one one ninety three for two. So there's a, a whole lot of batting going on there, but they they draw and get the desired result. No nobody wants to lose the first one is drawn, so nobody wants to lose the second test because if you do that, you lose the series. So mm-hmm. they get the desired result, which was a draw. Yeah, I was I was no, sure in I that one. In that one, I can add one thing: the result means no one wins. Draw is the result, definitely. But in terms yeah, of it's, it's, it's when we look for yeah. the result. I mean, somebody need to have the clear winning, and that's not possible in these two drag tests, you know. Yeah, but Mr. McKenzie said Le- they should pick up the pitch. Well, I, I, I like a wicket. Wait, 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 wait. I'm going to ask I, you a question. I, I like a wicket that on the... Can I ask you a question? I'm asking Go you. Ahead. You need to dig up the pitch. Well, how many people, how many uh, batsmen made a century on the wicket? How many? They need, they need to relay that wicket, man. No, but how many batsmen? <laughs> Come on, ask me. How many batsmen made a You can't dig up a pitch, a, a pitch because <laughs> because you didn't have a result. Oh my gosh, man! No. A winning result. A winning that result. A winner. Something on the fourth and fifth day. This wicket plays. This wicket plays one way all the time, except in the first couple of hours on the first day. It gives but, the ball a north. How, how, how many batsmen? Leon, I'd like to challenge okay. Mackenzie here. Yeah, go ahead. Mr. McKenzie? Somebody has somebody talking behind. Mr. McKenzie, is it you? Or you have some a, a, TV, a TV or something, TV or radio, something going there. And it, you can hear the loud talking. Go ahead. Yeah. It's, it seems to me that Mackenzie wants to pitch dug up and in its place put in something that will favor either the, the bowler, the batter, or what. 
The board gives the border a break in the fourth and fifth days. Mr. McKenzie, the fact of the (laughs) matter is we should not be manufacturing a wicket to suit any one particular type. The wicket as provided there is good enough. What we saw was a lack of... Well, the pitch then was, was yes. it's good. What we saw was a lack of the bowler's ability to get the job done. So it wasn't the pitch, but the fact that the bowlers themselves aren't up to, uh, what shall we say, they just didn't have what it takes. You know, well, they, got no, they got no help from the wicket. From the pitch or the wicket, they, they got no help from it. Mackenzie, both teams had the same wicket, and it's up to the team to bring bowlers who are capable of getting the job done. Latmal tried, and we saw how difficult he was to, it was for our batsmen to, you know, really take advantage of Latmal because he was a steady, and he had movement, and he bowled very well. I cannot say that about the West Indian bowlers. They more or less did not do a decent enough job in my book. And so the problem is not the wicket, but the bowlers themselves. They just need a little bit more. I I, I don't think so, sir. I don't think so at all. I I think Mm -hmm. the wicket plays almost the same way right throughout. Question again. How many catches were dropped on both sides? <laughs> I, I am not too sure. Well, okay. yeah, eh? too many for uh, Sri Lanka drop catches. Wrestling is just a few. So if you were to put those in the they were to take equation. those mm-hmm. equation. They will have a better um, situation all told. But I, I thought you gave. You saw that guys were getting hit in the helmet even on the last day. Mays get hit in the helmet, and who else? And the, 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 the opener for the so it mean that life was in the wicket. It just meant that something didn't fight. They were not happy. Well, it, it, mm. Leon, it might not have been life in the wicket. But it might have been the bowlers bowling Bend the back short pitch, the bowling short pitched instead of bowling to um you know there, there was just too many of those Leon I I just didn't think that it was sufficient. Go ahead. But anyway, well I will anyway. say I can add something here. I can add something here. This pitch we supposed to know from the history. Antigua yes. pitch is full of runs. Remember, yes. Brian Lara scored yeah. at 375. Then he came but, back again and he put the 400. What happened to those ballers? Yes, again, but, this pitch uh, was even. Both sides mm-hmm. has to bat well. It's not about mm-hmm. one side batted well or something. No doubt, it's a hardship yes. for the ballers. Mm-hmm. And uh, I will say, fielding was not at the peak in these two games. I've seen some lot of... Uh, a uh, little bit here and there. They could have made a huge difference. And again, drop catches and creating the potential opportunities to grab wicket. So overall, I will say, based on the team, the players we have, it is okay to have the draw because that is the best possible outcome we can expect from this squad at the moment. 
Anything else? Jayton, I want you to shed some light on the, the guests we have tonight so the guys can be prepared to ask him some tough questions. No, right? feel free to ask anything because he's a, one of the journalists. Uh, he uh, runs this uh, site called Emerging Cricket. Emerging and I Cricket. believe last two years or so, he has been writing a lot of stuff for the USA cricket, including development, under-19, men's team, so-and-so. So it may be good opportunity for all panelists to come up with the questions you can directly ask to him. We're not going to limit in this particular guest because, as I said, he is a media person anyway, so he should have more insight than any one of us can read or know from the situation because he usually keeps track on whatever things are going on in U.S. cricket. He is based in North Carolina, uh, same town where the our uh, uh, legend Alvin Kalichanan is staying. He's very close to him, and uh, that's oh, the beauty okay. we're gonna discuss on that one. So just want to give you a heads up, free up yourself, stay mm -hmm. relaxed, ask anything you like about uh, U.S. cricket or what's going on in U.S. He is a more specific towards the U.S.A. cricket, so we can mm -hmm. ask a lot of questions uh, about what's going on in U.S. cricket or what are the development coming up, that sort of thing. What about the DS, the, the DRS, the changes that the, the, the ICC committee has approved? What, what's your thoughts? Can you explain that? Well, in... this is uh, going in IPL. There's a couple of things are they are changing to make it uh, more effective. And uh, doing the decision it uh, makes sense. We have a lot of technology, and technology is being introduced to make this game uh, better and uh, fairness in terms of the decision-making. And there are uh, some glitches, we used to call, about going after and review. And uh, about this, again, the most uh, controversial call still exists. Even this uh, IPL going to try this different way, I'm still in belief that down the road this will change again because they still made a little bit difference when the ball hit the stumps. You know how the ball tracks and they say if it is not hitting 50%, they are yeah. going with the empire's call. If it is less than 50%, they are uh, going other way. So that that's, uh, barrier has been adjusted a little bit. Now we have to see in a real game, how they are implementing and how they are making those decisions. Uh, honestly, to me, IPL is the one of the mega events in a world cricket, I call it. There's a lot of attention going towards it. It has a lot of money involved, a lot of sponsors involved, a lot of players' career is on the line. And because of that, I believe the IPL took this stance to implement a couple of laws little bit different than YCC has in T20. And uh, to do that, to make more sense that the people, means the fans, must enjoy this game and the decisions are coming from after. It will be, I will say, less stressful environment for the field empire in some cases because now the decision goes upstairs and they will be making the final decision, right? That's the thing. And... Uh, Again, there is a one minor tricky part is still there. It's about the ball touching stumps. 
or ball hitting stumps 50% or more that is the criteria we need to look into how they implement that but they are trying this thing for first time and then definitely after this IPL uh, the tank will uh, rethink what they can do better for these laws but what do you think about the the, the so-called umpire's call what do you think about them keeping that there? Well, probably that will stay for the time being. But, uh, you know, they used to heavily rely on the, what do you call, soft call signal from the empire. That is gone now. When they go for the review, empire don't need to tell what their decision. The third empire will decide. Simple. Until now, they used to make a soft call first. And mm-hmm. a lot of decisions come back and says empire calls. So th- that is the confusion they are trying to avoid. And uh, I believe the empire's call, in my opinion, with the technology, they're supposed not to say empire's call. Once it is upstairs, you make a call, whatever it That's is, whether you are agreeing with the field empire or not, make a decision. Don't send it back. I agree with that because... Mm-hmm. We used to have a saying that when in doubt, the boss man gets, gets better of it. But now they're not doing it. It seems that that isn't happening again. When they're in doubt, they put it on the umpires. I say, umpires call. So you're out. You have to walk. <laughs> you know? Not only well, that, uh, the biggest um, problem. Let, let me tell you the biggest problem in umpires call. You have to think about the fans. That is where these, uh, I call it the communication uh, twist, does not make sense. In a simple way, the way the fan thinks, like if you go Pakistan, Bangladesh, they don't have that many fans with the education. They see what you show them on TV. So their impression is very simple. It's a common sense. What they think, the field empire made the decision, one of the side does not agree with the empire, so now they are going upstairs. It's a third-party opinion, and this person is supposed to decide, but if this person says we are going back to field empire, then this fan is confused. What it is? It was wrong, so we ask you to look at it. Why you say? You know? So this is the things they need to avoid, or they might say, instead of the empire call, I believe they could make the other statement. Empire's call is right, and we agree. Or you can say, this is the decision, which is exactly what the empire gives. Going back to empire does not make sense. What's the point of this review? So it's a confusion about the how fans understand. So to avoid that, I would say they need to take it out that word, empire's call. Let the third empire decide, you know? Leon? Yes, go ahead. Leon, with, with this DRS system, what I don't quite follow here is if the umpire is not going to be making a call at all, what happens when a player appeals? Does the umpire automatically say, okay, I need to take this upstairs? Or... What is the role of the umpire in this situation? I personally believe that the umpire need to make a call one way or the other. The decision may be appealed upstairs, 
if the decision review system finds that the umpire's decision is not correct, then go right ahead and, and make the correction. If, if you do not have, if you do not have the, we're having some interference here. Lee. Well, in that one, uh, umpire has Mr. their own uh, privileges <laughs> to take the call to after if they are in doubt. But it's the other way around. If any particular decision they are not willing to give, then the fielding side or batting side have the option, mostly the fielding side, they have the option to ask for a review. Because when empire does not give any decision, means he does not agree with anything. And you have right Wait to a minute. What, what do you mean not give a decision? Surely umpire are duty bound to answer an appeal yes or no, out that's or right, not out. That's right. They so do. By, by, they do. By that, you mean, you mean that if the umpire says not out and the players on the field feel that the decision is not right, he has the ability, uh, you know, or the right to, ask to appeal up yes, To ask for the review, right. Yeah. Okay. Right. So I, that, I, think, that, I think um, I agree with Coley. There should be, there should be a, a signal that, you know, the, to the third umpire, um, that, that they understand that the umpire gives, I'm not certain, right? Away from just going up, going upstairs, that's one. But, but just to give a signal, I'm not sure, because I'm, I'm not dealing with leg before or thing like that. You have to make decisions where that's concerned, yes or no. But like, like the queer leg or, or, or mid-wicket, wherever, down in the field where the umpire, where, where the umpire cannot be sure in, in a close situation, the ball dying and it like you try to scoop the ball or, you know, sometimes not even the players themselves are not sure, are, are sure if they really take the, the catch clean or not. Those are the decisions that they should send upstairs and let they, let they decide solely from the third umpire what they, uh, don't say yes or no because they can't step and see, and see whether it hit the ground yes or no. So things like those they should send upstairs and let upstairs the third umpire deal with that totally. And we expected well, the umpire, the, the umpire, if he's a caught behind or something like that, you know, make a decision, uh, uh, thing like that. And if the, the review, if they're wrong, they're wrong. If they're right, they're right. Oddly, yep. we've seen in this current yeah, right. series, gentlemen, the, the pop, the pop. We we had Sorry, a break because we uh we had a break because um, Jatin is going about about to leave us now. Jatin, your final thoughts, and then we'll. Right yes, sir, not much. Let's move on to this birthday hour, and I'll be definitely coming back with the guests. So I'll catch you later. Okay, good. Thank you so much for that. Um, can you just finish your thought there, Mr. Yes. Yes, I was saying to Audley, in the current series, rather the recently completed series with uh, West Indies and Sri Lanka, there were decisions made on the field that was challenged by the players. Mm-hmm. And in two, two or three cases, the umpire gave out and the DRS says not out after the review. And the reverse, where it was say not out and DRS said, yes, you are out. So it clearly is workable that the umpire must always give a decision on the field and it can always be appealed. I don't understand why that should cause a problem in any way, shape, or form. The only problem I foresee is that if an umpire on the field 
makes too many decisions that is overturned upstairs, then the quality of that umpire may well be questioned. You know, we, we, we're not sure. But I think DRS is here to stay, and it has a role oh, to yeah. play. Oh, yeah, no doubt about that. No and doubt about that. This, this, this business of only a quarter or half of the ball hitting the wicket, in my opinion, go. as a bowler, go. you know that it doesn't take, you know, a quarter. It does take a little nick of the ball at that speed to dislodge the bail. And as long yep. as that ball can be seen to hit any part of the wicket, any part of the ball, then that decision must obviously be given as an out decision. It cannot be given or it should not be given as not out because it's only a quarter or one-tenth of it. Any. I, 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 was, I was personally disappointed when I saw that that, that, that was kept. Um, you know, I, I thought to myself that that was gone, but uh, it, it's not, you know. Okay, so... Here we come to the end of the first session, and we're going to jump right into the Walter Henry birthday and anniversary hour. So take it over, Audley. Let me play a few bars of your favorite song, and then we can just take it over. Mr. McKenzie? Yes, sir. Yes. I'm here. Can you do, can you do us a favor? You got some people Go outside here. You got some people outside of your vicinity is making some noise. Can you just... Uh, no, I don't have anything with that making a noise here. You can't call Mr. You're noisy in Texas. <laughs> Go ahead, Audley. Take it away. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time of the evening when we go into the Walter Henry birthday and anniversary hour. It's that time when we celebrate the birthdays of cricketers, umpires, the fraternity. When it comes to cricket and others too. So you can call in also with your birthdays and anniversaries. And um, 515-605-9850. Welcome to the Walter Henry birthday and anniversary hour. And as we listen to the song with Dr. Martin Luther King, happy birthday. Today, believe it or not, today it's 53 years. Since Dr. Martin Luther King was assassinated, yes, he was assassinated back by James Early back the 4th of April 1968. So the, today is the 53rd anniversary uh, of the, the death of the great hero, Dr. Martin Luther King. 5-3, years, believe it or not. Okay, so we... Move on to some birthdays. Fourth, Dr. Maya dealt with Dr. Martin Luther King's assassination already. Um, it's the birthday of um, the singer out of Jamaica, Pliers, uh, singer Pliers, Everton Banner is right name. And Carvita Peart, Marvel's sister, is celebrating a birthday today also. Happy birthday to you, Carvita. Or is it Carlita? Carlita. Carlita Pierce. And um, today is also the anniversary of um, the, the Australian woman winning their third consecutive T20 World Cup back in 2014. Yes, they did three in a row, winning the third consecutive World Cup, T20 World Cup. 
2014. Okay, so we go on to some cricket. Derek, Derek Kalitaran and Vincent Valentine. Easton McMorris from Jamaica, Atabari from Jamaica, and yeah, of course, all those three. Kalitaran from Guyana. Um, Kalitaran is still with us. Al Valentine left us in 1972. Atabari left us in May. Um, 2018. Paul Downton, John Denton, Agnew, Stephen Finn, and Dave Grinsback, all from England. Brian Andrews from New Zealand. Bapu uh, Delkarni uh, from India, the man who has a record for most consecutive maiden overs. Uh, Craig Young from Ireland. Nasir Hamid from Hong Kong. Akram Khan, female cricketer from Pakistan, Colin Ackerman from South Africa, 46. Out of St. Kitts, Nevis, Kim Collins, yes, mm. world 100 meters champion 2003. When it comes to sprinting, Kim Collins, he'll be celebrating a birthday tomorrow. He was born back in 1976, Kim Collins. Lee Jack. Monday Goldman, Wildos and John Wilkinson, female all from England. Dan Blackie, Lorna Kettles and Mitchell, John Buchanan, all from Australia. Colin Bland and Gerald Bond, Natalie Germus, all from South Africa. Lance Hamilton from New Zealand. Mohammed Has Hamim from Pakistan. For the sixth of April, Tommy Cowan out of Jamaica. DJ Tommy Cowan, former lead singers with the Jamaicans, Baba Boom. And uh, he's the husband of Carleen Davis, entertainer, now a gospel singer, Carleen Davis. Zipporah Richardson, also Donna's niece, our daughter Donna here, Donna's niece, mm-hmm. Zipporah uh, Richardson, will be celebrating also on the 6th of April and Alvin Kalitran made his debut back in 1972 versus New Zealand also back on this date. Now we have Selma McKenzie and Elsie Shevel from Australia, Lane Plunkett from England, John Freilich from, from Namibia, Philip Densaka, Philip Densaka from India, Modasa Nassar from Pakistan. Sarah McCallin, McClucken from New Zealand, Rashid Zia from the United States, Richard Richari Pereira from Sri Lanka, Clement Thompson from the West Indies in Jamaica, and Faisal Stuttar from Guyana, also from the West Indies. For the seventh, Nikhil Ashmead, sprinter out of Jamaica, born in 1990, he'll be 31 on that day. Buster Douglas. Yes, Buster Douglas, the one that knocked Tyson out. Big Buster Douglas, he was born back in 1960. And uh, my son, Orin, Orin Watson, and his mom, View Rose, uh, Rosie, will be celebrating together on the 7th this month also. Happy birthday when it comes, guys. Happy birthday. Uh, South Africa, we have Gary Lindbergh and Maitland Hampton. Hassan. Um, we have Bessie Clark and Leon Kirby 
Bessie Clark is from Barbados, Lee and Kirby from Trinidad and Tobago. But Dennis Amos from England. Bert Ironmonger, um, the man who's the second oldest, played his first test at age 50. First test at age 50. And, um, of course, the oldest man to ever play test cricket was Wilfred Rhodes at 52 years and one sixty-five days. Yeah. So, New Zealand, we have Thomas Conning. From Kenya, Sandy Gupta, Sidra Amin, female cricketer from Pakistan. And we move over to number eight, John Cameron from Jamaica. And we also have another Cameron, former president of Cricket Western, Dave Cameron, also mm-hmm. will be celebrating on the 8th of April. Along mm-hmm. with Mr. Double 26, along with Double 26, Mr. Kenny Benjamin, 26 ODI, 26 test matches. Yes, to call him double 26. 26 test matches, 26 ODIs. Kenny Benjamin and Franklin Stevenson out of Barbados would also be celebrating on that day. Don Newman from Australia along with Wendell Bill. Arthur Willard, Alex Stewart, Ted Wainwright and James Borlin from England. Mohamed Farouk from Pakistan, and we have Rashigal Mudagal from India. For the ninth, we have Melon Francis. Uh, I don't know if Leah know about that one. Melon Francis, Melanie Francis. Melanie uh, Francis. I know. Yeah, mm-hmm. my 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 sister-in-law. All right. Melanie. So she's Melanie. 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 Okay. Okay, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll have to write this one over. Melanie, mm-hmm. Melanie Francis. And um, Tony Reed, Cardinal's son-in-law, Tony Reed, celebrating his birthday also um, on the 9th, Cardinal's son-in-law. And we have Favon McCollum. Mr. McKenzie know about that one. Favon McCollum. Mr. McKenzie can report on that one. He, yeah. Oh, back to cricket, Alan Knott. From England, along with um, Francis McKenna, and we have Ronald, Ronald Ruddock, Jackie Porter, and Sally Griffin, all from Australia. George Stepstone from South Africa, Mary Webb from New Zealand, Tony Reid from the United States, and Terika Aziz from Bangladesh. Finally, for the 10th of April. We have Fifey Williams from out of Barbados. Um, first, let me say, Bonnie Wheeler, who recently left us, um, mm-hmm. the last vocal member of the Wheeler's band, which uh, Wheeler's singing group, which was made up of Bob Marley, Peter Tosh, and Bonnie Wheeler. Then Bonnie left us the 2nd of March earlier this year. Uh, today, he would have been celebrating a birthday. Australia, we have Jack Babcock. John Watkins, Ian Harvey, uh, India, Kavita Roy, England, Craig Overton, South Africa, James McNaughton, and Pakistan, Zaman Bakar, uh, Amelia Dayanjaya from uh, Sri Lanka, and Bilal Khan from Oman. And that's what I have here for you, uh, Leon. I'll come back a little bit. 
Yeah. Well, I guess I'm not, we're I'm not hearing Leah. So, Leah. So oh, oh, okay. So you have a birthday. You wanna? You want? Yes. Go ahead. No, I no no birthdays for me this this particular well at this time. Birthday's anniversary. Nothing. No, neither birthday. All right, I'll go to Mr. Mackenzie so, if he's here. Mr. Yes. Mackenzie, yeah, are you with us? No, wait, let me bring him in here again. Okay, Leon, I've been calling for you. I've been, I've been here. Yeah, yeah, I just, I just had... Okay, back to you. The board is not working in terms of bringing in folks. So I was trying okay. to get... Guess. Okay, Mr. Mackenzie, you're in? Yes, I'm in. Yes, uh, I want to extend the birthday greetings to Favel McCollum. You mentioned that. And all the people who have birthdays today. On the other hand, I want to extend best wishes to Mr. Tendulka and Mr. Patel of the Indian cricket team. They are mm-hmm. alien from COVID-19. We're going to wish them all the very best on their recovery. Along the way, we have some congratulations for some ladies. Bear in mind the woman's here. Um, there is um, Lisa Stelzaker. She has been added to the Australian Hall of Fame. She has won many victories in, in, in cricket, and that's it for her. Uh, um, t- t- yesterday, or uh, today we saw... Um, Pakistan chasing 341 by by South Africa. The, they were off to a slow start, but in the end they lost by just 17 runs. Maybe due to um, Fakhar um, Zaman, who made 195 of 155 deliveries. That Run was out. a very spirited chase, and I really want to congratulate Pakistan on that score. We we have the um, ladies under 19 that was being contemplated by the ICC. Now it's being put off for 2023 to be played in Bangladesh. I know quite a few of our ladies are not happy about it, but that's what happens during this season. Finally, um, Steve Smith, he won the Alan Bard Award for the 2021 season. He did very, very well indeed. Then, the, the recent West Indies tournament, we have one gentleman there that I really want to mention. And you guys know all about him. And his name is Cornwall. To have a guy coming at number nine and batting so well, I think we have to commend him. And I guess he's here to stay. So back to you, gentlemen. Okay, Audley, pick it up for me, please. So you you have you have no birthdays or anything, Leon? Yeah, yeah pick it up. Just fill in there for me. I'm trying to oh, get okay. the Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. All right, I have I have a few more birthdays here. Um, my friend uh, lived in Connecticut, Lyndon Yohan. 
You mm-hmm. and he, he will be celebrating his birthday on the 6th. So I give Lyndon a shout out. Um, happy birthday to you, my friend. And also one of my mothers in the church, Mother Sawyers, she'll be celebrating on the 6th as well. She'll be having a birthday on the 6th. And I mentioned already my son, Orin, who will be celebrating on the 7th along with his mom, Vuros. Um, they'll be celebrating. So another, another shout out to you guys. Of course, I'll catch up with them. And another buddy, he's now living in the neck of the woods where we find our, our um, contributor up there in Tampa, Jetna. That's right. Mm-hmm. Oral is now, yeah, Jetna, yeah, Oral will be celebrating on the 10th, the 10th of this month. So happy birthday to you, Oral, when it comes also. And... Um, Yes, and of course, uh, uh, as I mentioned before, another uh, mm-hmm. one of those sad episodes, you know, as we remember Dr. Martin. I can't believe it's that long. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, when Dr. Martin Luther King, you know, I, I heard he came on the radio. I was a little boy back then, about 16 years, uh, young man, 16 years old. Can't believe it was that, uh, how, that long. And the death of Dr. Martin Luther King. And um, today it's 53 years. Since that happened, so that's what I have here, and um, and nothing more from Leon. Okay, um, Leon, busy. Uh, uh, just let me give a shout out to our friends that have been listening throughout the world, um, especially our friends here in the Caribbean. Want to give a shout out to Mr. Renford Door and his crew over there in. Um, in Nevis, St. Kitts Nevis, I know you weren't doing so well the other day, but I know you're back now, Mr. Doerr. And as I've always said on this program, for you, Mr. Doerr, there's always a window. You can always give us a call. You know, there's always a window for you. And uh, we're really happy to know that um, you're back on the men's going. Okay. okay. And uh, all right. for, all the, for all our guests Hello? in... in, in yeah. For yeah, all our guests in England. Yeah, oh, okay. Just hold a while for me, Anne. Please. Go ahead, Ordney. Okay. For, for all our guests in, in, in Europe, um, for all of our friends in India and different parts of Asia, Australia and Africa, wherever you are, all of the Caribbean, right here in the United States, we just want to yes. give you a big shout out. We're happy that you're here yeah. with us. And each one tell one, because we'll be here, God willing, on Sundays, each Sunday from 6 to 9, and we just ask you each one to tell one. And uh, we're here to discuss cricket, lovely cricket. Back to you, Leon. Um, yes, indeed. Yeah, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, I have the pleasure of introducing two of my, my best friends I ever met in life. And I lived in Miami, 81. And in 85, we, we met two fabulous persons, Dr. Leroy Lashley and Anne Lashley. Good evening to you. Yes, okay. We do have a feedback here from something. I try and see if I can work it out. Uh, they're on twice, I believe. So just let me see if I put this straight. Okay. Yes, okay, we do have Anne and Leroy Lashley on, and we, uh, I'm proud to say that these folks are my best friends from Miami. 
I met them in 85. They became friends of mine and the family, and we have lived a good friendship since then. There's nothing that I could call on them to do that they won't do, and uh, vice versa. They have been just such a, a fine person, a fine couple. I just wanted to to you, Anne and Leroy. Good evening to you folks. Oh dear, I don't know what's going on. I, I probably have them on twice, but I uh, don't know what is going on here. It's going to be off. Let me just take them off. And... All right, but I do. I just want to just play this song for them and, and just tell them how much I care for them and how much they meant to me. Uh, so I'm going to. song is dedicated to the Lashleys, Dr. Leroy Lashley and Anne Lashley. We are sorry that we have some technical difficulties whereby the, the board is not working so we can't communicate with you uh, on a two-way basis. But this song is dedicated to you. I just want to let you know how much we care for you folks. 
the kindness you shared with us over the years since 85 will never ever be forgotten. And during the period of your husband's Leroy's illness, we just keep on praying for you. And God has really saved you. And I'm grateful that you have recovered to the extent that you can be with us this evening. Uh, it's a pity that we couldn't hear from you in person. But I want to know how much we appreciate you folks. And um, God continue to bless you, especially on this Easter day. And for all the kindness you showed to us. You know, I remember in the hurricane of 92 when your house was destroyed. And I went over and saw about 75% of your house was destroyed. And mine too, about 50%. And we shared our thoughts and just made arrangements to have it take, put back together. And we went through that storm. And we remain friends. And your friendship has meant a lot to me and my family. And I tell you, it will never, never end. Bless you all. And thank you for giving a little time with me. It's a pity that we couldn't get you going the right way. But another time, we will make sure that you're on and we're able to hear from you. But it seems to be a double entry on the system here, which is can be corrected unless the show is completed. Or I ask you to call back. But... With that said, I want to say thank you for sharing your time with us. God bless you both. Audley, you bring it in and you want to share something about what, yeah. what I noticed earlier is that the, the storm did not blow with the, the friendship. In, instead, it cemented the friendship much firmer. You know, yes, in, you know, in times, in those times, you even get more time, no electricity, no, you know, stuff like that. You sit and you talk in the moonlight, if there's moon, moonlight night, and stuff like that. And, and that's how friendship's supposed to be, you know. You have people who, through thick and through the thin, thin times, they just are dedicated and they are friends. So um, no, nobody try to go in between because they are not going to say, wow, I didn't know Leon was like that. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know, they're going to remain friends. They're going to be remain friends. And that, that's how I, I have guys that we go to school together and we are, and we are still tight. We're still good friends. And uh, there are other people who I've met along the way. And, and some, some are much tighter than some of my family members, you know. And, and that's, that's how it is. You have good friend indeed is really a good friend indeed. And the Lord tells us about, you know, you can, you can turn to, you know, friends that are time closer than a brother. As it is said. Yes, indeed. Okay. And we're just going to say, yeah, give a shout out to the Lashleys, of course. Um, um, you know, Leon friend is our friend, too. Yeah. And uh, our friend. Dennis, just say hello to yes. Lashley. Mm. I would like to uh, offer my um, you know, best wishes to the Lashleys and uh, cement what Audley has just said. A good friend is a real friend indeed, and I, in my life, I've had one or two friends, but one, two in particular, who we've been friends since we were both in high school, and this is some 50-odd, almost 60 years ago, and uh, they are regarded as family members because of the mm-hmm. closeness of the friendship and the bonding that we've had together since those early days. It is such that we would, you know, I, I could get in my car and drive to his house halfway to visit at London, and uh, I could have a key regardless of whether they're there or not. I can 
stop off and spend the night overnight. And this is the kind of friendship we have. And I can appreciate very much Leon's friendship with uh, this beautiful couple. So once again, a good friend is a friend indeed. Thank back to you, Leon. Thank you too. And I know Mr. McKenzie might want to say a few words. Are you with us? Hello. Yes. Yeah. Okay, let's move on then, Audley. Audley, anything else? Because Mr. McKenzie seems not to be with us. I'm not He's coming. In. No, Leon was asking if you have a word to say to the Lashley's, his friends, you know, the Lashley's, who are not well, old friends. I, I, I don't know them. I heard about them, and I really appreciate the fact that they are friends of our, 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 our team here, and I hope that type of friendship will continue and grow stronger. So welcome and thanking them. Congratulations and long last may they be friends forever thank you um that, that, uh, an appropriate song an appropriate song would be michael w smith's song say friends are friends forever i don't know if you could find that one right now we, we friends, have any friends with michael w smith yeah because yeah. i have a little problem bringing in virgil as well because i was trying for the whole evening and he won't come in as well so no okay I, okay I don't want to challenge, challenge that because nothing is coming through. It's just going on. Understood, understood, understood. Yeah. All right, well, thank you. Uh, you know, on behalf of the Lashley's, I want to say thanks to all the members here who uh, just touch base and say hello and just wish them well. But tell you, you can't find a couple. I remember I brought a friend down and she was somewhat a Trinidadian by, by marriage. And I took them across by the Lashley's and they built up a storm, man. Eat, eat, drink, enjoyment. <laughs> and you know, when you see a tape from, from your native country that is, is um, old, you, you hear mm-hmm. raise on your skin. So that's what they're all about. There are people that I can send to Miami and say, listen, go and stay with them at Lashley's. Or go and ask Lashley's for a ride when they were in good health. And so, right, but right. life is like that. So we come to the end of the show, and unfortunately, we can't get Virgil in. We tried to get him in as well, and we could not get him in. So, All right. To... So I um, just want to give out a shout-out to Brother Cardinal. Hey, Cardinal, I'm long to hear your voice, man, on the yes. cricket show. Oh, five, this is five uh, weeks. Not, no, oh, no. Uh, Cardinal, did you hear Every that? Week. Leon is counting. <laughs> Leon is counting. Yeah, I know it's been a, it's been a while. Yes, right? he is. And, uh, but and, he's a I know Leon. Yeah, man. right. And I know Ivor is listening sometime, but you know he he, he can talk to us um, because what he's he's at work, and um, we understand that. So yeah, so you can come in and give us a shout, man. Long to hear your voice here. Yes. All right. So this has been the yeah, this has been the Walter Henry birthday and anniversary hour. So just want to join us next week, just about the same time, seven o'clock in the p.m. Oh, before you go, hardly. let me make this announcement because we, we did, did um, wanted to make this announcement that we have added two more members to the board of directors of the show in the person okay. of Mr. Dennis Heat and Mr. Linford McKenzie. Gentlemen, congratulations. Oh, congratulations to those two guys, man. I don't know them, but congrats to them. And I just, 
I just welcome, hope David. To say welcome. That, Thank you. you know, we need we need a lot of help in in, in in our show to make it broader and wider and and make it more productive in some areas. And I tell you the truth, sometimes it's it's heck, and we're gonna have to train someone to help me here on Sunday. Lord, he's working. Cardinal, not Cardinal, but I advise are able to. Mr. Simon McKenzie, he's not um, equipped for the board, so we, we got to get some help from my end. It's, it's, it's really tough bringing in people and still concentrating to make my contribution because I love to make my contribution with a controversial right or wrong, I like to make sure that I my voice is being heard. So we just want to congratulate Mr. McKenzie and Miss Keith. Folks, I welcome you to the to the club and Thank you very much, sir. Thank you. Hopefully it's my we will get you to help us carry the show. Congratulations and jubilation. Mm. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I want the world to know I'm happy as can be. <laughs> Thank you. Thank um, you. Congratulations, guys. No, 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 no. Welcome on board. And Mr. McKenzie, you can't be sleeping late. you got to be up. When you hear the, 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 the bell calls, you had to be there. You know, let me okay, just share okay. you guys. Just one little bit of things that I, I, I felt so proud of. You know, during the the, the, the um, televised portion of the the test match series, I saw the windmill. And that windmill tower. Many, how many of you saw that windmill with a little tree on top? Anyone who saw that? Anyone who saw the windmill? I, I, I did not. I did not get to watch a lot of the test match. I observed the work. Tell you, I so to watch I watched the, the, the okay. I watched the highlights. Yes, I saw the, yeah, I just when I've seen the stream on ESPN Plus, and I tell you, I was so happy to see the windmill, and that windmill has provided me with, I live there. I live right in the estate house there as an overseer in the house next to it. That has provided water for my dwelling. It has also provided water for my and it's the best bath you could ever have because the sun shines on that women and keep it hot and that water is warm until 4 in the morning the next Woo-hoo. day. Yeah, and it also yeah. provided me with, with water to, to feed my sheep. I had sheep and fowls and, and cattle and I raised them right there and they got the water from that. But it was just a pleasure to see that tree inside the, the tower and that windmill brought back me. It's a wonderful place. I live just next to the to the uh, to Vivian Richards Stadium in the plantation or name the Donovans, and just delight to like to see. So close it out. So that that, that one reminds me of another song, Leon. Jerry Butler. Yes. Memories don't go like people do. They all just stay with yes. you, whether it's good or bad. Yes. It's something you have. Yes. You know, so yes. memories. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> Okay, so, okay, so this has been the Walter Henry birthday and anniversary hour. Join us next week, 7 o'clock, when once again we'll do it all over again. The Walter Henry birthday and anniversary hour. Back to you, Leah. Yeah, back to me. I just, again, too many things. I had too many things in my mind, so I forget to mention the anniversary of Stafford Young, which was yesterday, one year. Yeah, Stafford yeah. Is one of our yeah. friends who is a great supporter, like the Lashleys. And... Uh, he helped us in every way. Give us fruits. 
Um, he's a jack of all trade and master of all, my friends. I tell you, he, he knows everything and he does it right. And of course, my dear brother died the same day, day with him too. Same day, same day. Yesterday, one year. Yesterday, one year. One year, one year. Alwyn Francis. That guy used to from make my... From the dreaded COVID. Mm-hmm. From the dreaded make COVID. My pants, he make my shirt, he trim my hair, he's my butcher, and he taught me how to pick cotton, how to cultivate land. My father had a six-acre plot near St. James Club in Antigua, in, in Piccadilly. He had another plantation in a place named Howard. He had another plantation in a place named Chapel Hill, where I was born, and... Uh, you know the, the rest of the story. So he's gone, but I tell you, I'll never forget him as well. So, Audley, thanks for continuing with the um, show while I was in between. And I uh, just want to just bring in Mr. Heath. Heath had, a, had something he had lined up for us until Simon comes. Dennis, over to you. Yes. And before I get into that, uh, Leon, I just wanted to thank the uh, other members of the panel for their um, invitation and, of course, appreciation uh, accepting me as part of the team. But I should give special praise to uh, Mackenzie because mm-hmm. for years I've known Mackenzie, though I cannot tell you how many years I've known him. It seems as if I've known him forever. But Mackenzie was very instrumental in, uh, on a regular basis, he would say, why don't you come and look? me up on the radio and he was very he was relentless he was relentless and for years I was unable to um, find the time because I was out there umpiring on a Sunday afternoon (coughs) however as I've explained I'm now in retirement and hence he dragged me out screaming but nonetheless I'm very delighted to be on the show helping and contributing, and I'm thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying. Thank you, know, you very much, and, and you have done very well so far. You have not let me down. I'm proud of you. Thank yes, you. I've gotten great reviews from you, Mr. From, about Mr. Dennis's um, contribution to the show in this short time, and of course, we Thank hope you can be, you know, one of the stalwarts. And of course, we're in agreement with that 100%. Yes, indeed. Thank you and, uh, very much, gentlemen. Now, no. the job has just begun to get Mr. To get Mr. Um, McKenzie back to his normal self. You know, he sleeps a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I will try. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, gentlemen. My series notes on the West Indies versus Sri Lanka. Well, where we begin. The West Indies tour of Bangladesh was noteworthy for the fact that we saw at last, the long-suffering West Indies fans had a hint of island sunshine. West Indies, under the leadership of Craig Braithwaite, pulled off a remarkable series with some gritty individual and team performances. Returning home to the Caribbean, many spectators and fans were nervously contemplating coming series with Sri Lanka. At the forefront of the nervous chatter, was the question of the team selection. Will the selectors stick with the Bangladesh squad or bring in additional help from the experienced and highly successful players who did not join the Bangladesh tour? Those players stayed home. 
Many of the stay-at-home players demonstrated their formidable talent in the recently completed 50-50 series. At decision time, the selectors kept the faith and kept the Bangladesh squad of players and added ex-skipper Jason Holder and Darren Bravo, I believe. The first test match ended in a draw, however. There were many individual performances that had West Indian heart beating proudly. Jason Holder's 5 for 27, Kimar Roche 3 for 47, struck Sri Lanka very hard for a low first inning score of 169 runs. When the West Indies batted in their first innings, steady performances and especially a late charging 61 runs by Rakeem Cornwall. West Indies scored 271 runs, a thinning lead of 142. West Indies bowlers toiled very hard in Sri Lanka's second innings, with Roach 3 for 74 and Cornwall 3 for 137. But Sri Lanka set West Indies 335 to win. The West Indies batsmen played cautiously against the Sri Lankan bowlers. At no time did the West Indies take up the challenge. They were watchful, disciplined against the Sri Lankan bowlers who were up for the fight. The highlight of this first test was the magnificent maiden century from Bonner and Mayers ably assisted with his 52 runs. This match ended in a draw with the West Indies scoring 236 for four. And to the second test, Sri Lanka won the toss and for the first time in the series decided to take the field. Meanwhile, the West Indies in their unusual position, batting first, reacted slowly and very cautiously to Sri Lanka's Latmal 4 for 94 and Chimera 3 for 69. These two bowlers challenged the West Indians with swing, pace, and more probing delivery. However, thanks to the strength of character, discipline, and abundant talent, Skipper Brathwaite opened the innings and was the last man out for a formidable 126 runs. Along the way, he was ably supported by Mayors 49, Holder 30, Joseph 29, and of course, the newly minted batting sensation Rakeem Cornwall with magnificent 73. West Indies were all out for 354 runs. Sri Lanka's first inning started explosively with an airborne eagle-like snatch by Bonner to dismiss Karu Naratne for one run. This was such an athletic dismissal that I am sure that it will be replayed on the highlight reel repeatedly. Sri Lanka batsmen in the turn had their problems trying hard to get the better of the West Indian bowlers. Sirimane 55, Nisanka 51, helped by Chandimal 44 and the Silver 39, struggled to score 258 runs in their innings. Thanks to good bowling contribution from seven West Indian bowlers. No, seven bowlers. West Indians started their second innings with a lead of 96 runs once again. Skipper Brathwaite, 85 runs, Mayors 55, Holder 71, 
batted most of day four, scoring 280 for four in 72 overs, leaving the target for Sri Lanka at 348. After nine overs at close of play, Sri Lanka were 29 runs without loss. On this day five, Sri Lanka batsmen were resolute. They batted strongly, termination, never taking up the challenge to score 354 runs. In the end, they ended the match at 193 for two. A very tame draw. However, in my estimate, West Indies used a mixture of eight different bowlers in trying to dislodge Sri Lanka. The failure of the West Indies to break through the Sri Lankan innings highlight the fact that the West Indies are in need of a good strike force team. West Indies bowlers lack discipline and penetration. And given the history of West Indies' great bowling strike force of yesteryear, West Indies' need team rebirth must include an emphasis on producing bowlers who are capable of doing more than running up to the wicket at 80 miles per hour. Bowling line, length, variation, and guile is a must. I have not seen this during this series. Overall, apologies for this focus on West Indies. To give credit where credit due, I must strongly congratulate the touring Sri Lankan team. Sri Lanka, while not highlighting any of their players, it is obvious that this group of Sri Lankans showed grit, talent, and discipline also. In truth, their bowlers showed guile, polish, and the ability to challenge batsmen of the opposition side. Once again, well done, Sri Lanka. You contributed much to the entertainment on the very difficult COVID challenge. Finally, a tip of the hat to the cricket administrators in Antigua. The ground and stadium from my distant perch looks well prepared and definitely worthy of a personal visit. This West Indies series shows that continuous rebirth is on the horizon. We are not there yet, but there is light at the end of the tunnel. And so there it is, um, Leon and my fellow commentators. That's my take on the series of the West Indies against Sri Lanka recently completed. It's back to you, Leon. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for that. And um, we appreciate you putting in a lot of effort into it. I want to hear Mr. McKenzie take on your yet before we, we bring yeah, I, I, think, I think you made a very good su- summary of the tour. I, mm-hmm. I would like to think that this West Indies team is probably here to stay. Uh, to me, they perform very well, and I'm very proud of Ra- Rakim making so many runs, bowling, taking catches. He has made, done himself a lot of justice. He's proud. I'm proud of him. The only failure to me was um, Blackwood. I don't think Blackwood make it, made enough runs in the series. Um, I don't think he... I, I, I don't remember how much his scores were, but I don't. to me, he wasn't a shining star. But anyway, it's going to be very difficult 
for those guys like um, Bravo, Hope, and others to get back interesting decide unless there's this mad failure at the opening and middle order. But those guys, I think, did themselves really, really proud in batting, bowling, and, and, and all departments of the, of, of the, of the match. So, yeah. well done, West Indies. We okay. see what you do when the Aussies came out. And you want to have a test match to play. You're playing ODIs and T20s. But let's see what goes from there. Back to you, sir. Yeah, thank you so much. And we want to welcome back Cardinal. You asked for it oddly, and he, here he is. Cardinal? Here comes Cardinal. <laughs> yes, good evening. Good evening, Leon. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening Hello. to you, Cardinal. Yeah, Good evening, you sir. It's um, your Sunday, so we, we had to call you out. I, say, I hope you're not sick on Sunday. Good Go evening, Cardinal. Um, nice to nice hear your voice. And nice our body is valid to you and your family. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty ahead. much okay. I rested, I rested a lot during the course of the week to sit down and watch the test matches. And, you know, thank you to Mr. Uh, Dennis yes. for his, you know, brief summary there. I mean, it's Carry on. Mm-hmm. Uh, before let me, I go any further, let me say happy birthday to Tony, Tony Reed. Um, Tony Reed? Birthday okay. comes, yes, son-in-law. Birthday comes up. I, I think that, that he's going to hear the greetings because Iva is over in their area and Iva is, is listening. And even though there might be some noise in his background, so he won't Tony be able Reed. to call in. Mm-hmm. So um, I was over there, and so I was going to convey our greetings to him. Hope he's having a great birthday. Um, well, you know, he's supposed to begin celebrating our style uh, already. Even though his birthday is on, it's just in a couple of days. Um, yeah, yeah, it was pretty interesting series, and I know you guys got a lot to say uh, with, with Dennis kicking it off there. So I'm going to just sit back, relax, and, you know, come in when I'm invited to comment on the match. Yeah, I, I, I was going to say, because, because you know, you heard that Chelsea love, they got a whipping. 5-2. Five, five, oh, five, five, two. Two. So, so I say, well, you must wow. be celebrating that. <laughs> yeah, they get beaten. <laughs> I just, I just, I was to ask the I, when I... Followed the, the, the football in England. My team was Manchester United. Yeah. I just me too. Loved that. Me too. Yeah, I used to love, I used to support Manchester United. You know, so that was my favorite team. Yeah. I, I support uh, Liverpool from from the days of Johnny Barnes. <laughs> Johnny Barnes. Yeah, yeah that's John it. Barnes, right from Jamaica, right? Yeah. Yes. But I, I remember in the early days when um, they used uh, the Jamaica Information Service, you know, in our rural, you know, growing up in the rural part of Jamaica where, you know, my early days, there's no electricity and stuff like that. You know, so the um, Jamaica Info- Information Service van would come in and show movies sometimes. And um, they would show sports shorts. And then you would always hear about Chelsea, Chelsea, you know, so I was sort of curious. <laughs> Where Chelsea is concerned, but yeah, when I got, when I came up, you know, and, and you know, I have to support Johnny Bonds, uh, John Bonds and company. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, 
There's a, there's a friend and frequent listener to the to the to the to the, to the Black Star okay. Radio. Our show who lives in England who's a big Liverpool fan. So she's at mm-hmm. uh, she's at um address with Leon and 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 his Chelsea story. <laughs> and, you know, okay. the, the Liverpool featured big last year. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. They, they, they're not, they, they have moved up to, um, well, they're fifth because they are joined. <laughs> they're in fifth place because they are joined holders they are with a better goal difference with two other teams. So they are, uh, three player teams are uh, on the same points and they are because of there. But let's hear from Simon. Simon, we, we're not going to be able to take you tonight. Uh, just give us your comment because you better late. Yes, I'm very happy. I was listening to you for a while, and I must first say good evening to Mr. President Leon, President, mm-hmm. and good evening, Cardinal Audley. Good evening, Virgil, if you're listening with us, Mr. Patel. Good evening, sir. Ivor and all our faithful listeners all over the world. And I want to wish everyone a very happy Easter. It's almost over, but still happy Easter. And I want everyone to be Good, safe. Thank you. Everybody's safe. And yeah. uh, we had a wonderful day today at church and all that, social yes. distancing and all that. But yes. hope that uh, this thing will be over soon and we could get back to our normal lives. Mm-hmm. That's my biggest hope. Yes, indeed. Thank you so much, gentlemen. It seems as if we have our special guest, Mr. Mr. Nate, Nate Nathan, welcome to the cooking yes. show. We do hope that you enjoy your stay with us this evening. We are privileged to have someone like yourself, and we have a number of panelists who would love to ask you a few questions. But firstly, let me ask you, can you tell us a little bit about yourselves and how did you get into writing about cricket instead of other sports? I believe you might be, but I'm just taking on myself to say that. Um, can, can you guys, first of all, can you guys hear me pretty well? Yes, we're yes. here. Loud and clear. I Loud can hear clear. you. Okay, great. I'm try, trying on a new headset. So, um, mm-hmm. Well, so I, I've gotten to cricket. Well, first of all, I, I write for Emerging Cricket, which is a mm-hmm. website and a, and a, uh, a podcast that um, we, we write about associate nations. That's what we specialize in. And so the so the minnows, uh, so to speak, and um, so I got into cricket about 2015 uh, during the World Cup. I worked with a lot of Indian guys, and um, so they were talking about the World Cup, and I was like, "Whoa, what's this?" You know, uh, I'm a big sports fan, so I wanted to learn about it, and so I just started following it pretty intently there. And of course, the next the next step was, "Well, what about our national team?" So I started to learn about that, and then uh volunteered when they came here. I live in North Carolina. So when the USA team came here to Morrisville uh for some trials and some games uh for the uh World Cup T20 qualifier, I volunteered for that. So I've just kind of like dug in and I really just just been a fan. And then this past summer, of course, with uh with COVID and I wasn't playing cricket uh, this summer because, you know, this last summer because of, for obvious reasons. And I had a lot of free time on my hands. I also coach um, cricket and soccer, like, uh, for, for beginners. And so because those things weren't going on, I had a lot of free time. So I started uh, just 
getting into it, and then Emerging Cricket asked me to join them. I made a few YouTube videos, and they, they liked them, and they asked me to join them. And I had listened to their podcast for probably a year prior to that. So it was pretty cool. So I joined them, and I've been writing about USA Cricket ever since. And um, it's, it's, a, it's a fascinating topic, and it's something I'm passionate about. It's tough. It's tough to be lukewarm about cricket. You're either in or you're not, you know. So, yeah. so that's that's how I came to writing about it. And um, so I'll do podcasts sometimes, uh, or just 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 write about it and talk about it. Of course, Facebook is very active with with uh, USA Cricket conversations. But uh, basically, I grew up in in Maryland, um, and I I never really did did anything with cricket before because you know. I, I just grew up playing baseball and football. I played baseball in college, uh, and so I've just I've always been a big sports fan. I, it's tough for me to see a sport and not want to try it, you know, um, if I like it. So that's and I started to play, and there's just the great thing about cricket to me is you, there's always something to learn. There there really is. There's um, you know, I'm 40 years old. I I just you know I've only been playing for what five six years. And I'm learning something all the time, and there's there's so many great lessons about the sport that can can kind of help you with your life. I think, uh, just like all sports can. But I see a lot of unique qualities in cricket that I think are a little bit more um, amplified than in maybe some other sports. Is it very difficult to convey your like for the sport to other American-born? persons it it is because of the because there's a lot of misinformation about cricket really uh i think it's misrepresented to the public i think well by cricket fans by some cricket fans who like there are some people who like to feel special about liking cricket right they they know how the you know how some people will say oh cricket's for smart people and things like that it's you know it's it's, it's a sport really it's it's a sport And so it's just like ice cream. Uh, Baskin Robbins had what 39 flavors of ice cream. Everybody likes ice cream. Some some people don't like butterscotch ice cream, but everybody likes ice cream. So sports are the same way. There's so many flavors for everybody. So I think a lot of the American public has a really bad understanding of what cricket is. It's yes, it's partially the fault of some cricket fans being bad at explaining it, which that's okay. And, and some cricket fans not caring to explain it, which also is okay. And then there's also another part of it that a lot of Americans, we get wrapped up in this idea of, um, like, American exceptionalism where we think the only good things in the world come out of America. And, you know, a lot of Americans think that way. And so I think they'll turn kind of their nose up at, at anything that's not just genuinely American. And I think that mentality is starting to go away over the years. But, uh, you know, younger kids are more receptive to a variety of things. And when I see young kids see cricket for the first time, they're very curious about it. Whereas maybe when I was a kid, maybe we would have looked at it and said, well, that's not American because it isn't baseball or football, you know. And uh, so I think a lot of attitudes are changing. I think that, that probably has something to do with it, um, you know, my, my, my opinion anyhow. Mm-hmm. Nate, we have a, quite a bit of panelists on, and I'm sure they're eager to ask you a question. This person comes from Jamaica, Audley Watson. Audley, a question for Nate. 
How about you, Cardinal? A question for me? Yeah, um, I think it's, it's interesting to hear you say you grew up in, in um, you, you were born and raised in Maryland? And, yes, um, yes. I, I, I want to know, um, okay, let me, let me show you my, I do not, I, I grew up playing soccer, cricket, and tennis. Um, but the first time I saw basketball, I can't play basketball, but it's one of my favorite sports. I'm not, I'm, right. I'm not a big fan of, of baseball and football, but basketball sure. attracted me right from the beginning. I just love this sport. So yeah, yeah. I, I want to ask you this. Is, is there anything specific about cricket that, that draw your attention to it and attracted you to it before you got into it? Yeah, that's a really good any, question. Any, Honestly, anything you think that you can put your finger on uh, 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 that, that attracted you to it? Yeah. Uh, was it just there's, curiosity? There, there's one moment, actually, and, and a moment that attracted me to the sport, and then there's been, there have been things about the sport that kept me there. So the, okay. the, fir- the, thing, that actually, the thing that actually attracted me to the sport was that Wahab Riaz over against Shane uh, Watson in the uh, World Cup. Um, I saw that mm. over six brutal balls, and I, you know, I'm I'm I grew up with baseball, you know, and you don't th- you don't throw at the batters in baseball, and um, <laughs> so I see this guy bowling right at his ribs just over and over again. It's a little bit too quick for for Washington to pick up on, and he was just getting pummeled, and he, I was, I was entranced by the drama of it, the 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 the, the um the intensity in in, in Wahab's face. And his 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 attitude at the moment, I was like, wow, this is so intense. I, you know, you put yourself in both people's position. You know, the batsman. You know, he, here he is getting pulverized by somebody, and he, he also it's a high pressure situation, and he's still got to keep his calm and he's got to keep his cool, and he can't, you know, fall into a trap there. And then you have the the bowler who's he knows he's got the best of the guy. He knows he's got him right now on, on the hook, and he doesn't want to let go of it. And uh, so just that high drama right there, and um, I, I, thought, I thought it was a, a massive battle of, of courage um, for, the, for the batter, and for the batsman. And, you know, so that was what that hooked me at first. And then what, what okay. kind of reeled me in, what reeled me in was the tactics. Uh, the strategy mm-hmm. of especially, especially in te- in test cricket to see, you know, every it's all about solving a pro- problem. You know, it's it's you're in the field, you're trying to to get the batsman out, the batsman's trying not to get out, and you have to think and you have to um, react too much of one or the other. You know, it's it's, but but I love I love the teamwork of of the bowling side in in test cricket, um, working together formulating a plan and then being good enough to execute the plan. And um, that's, it, it's just, uh, it's wonderful to watch when something like that works. That, that's, that's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank Leon. you. That's a great question. Let me bring in Dennis and ask that audience. Dennis. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you. Nathan, welcome to the show. Um, thank you. How's the run? As a writer, I assume that perhaps you have uh, some contacts out there who can, uh, you know, who can also 
you can pick their brains from time to time about cricket and about what's going on in cricket. So in this case, I'm wondering if you happen to have any information you can share with us about what's happening with the USA Cricket Board, in specific, the lawsuits that out there uh, about the executive and what's going on with United States cricket. Do you have any information in that area or any contacts that can you can share with us? Yeah, I actually um I actually did a podcast last week on this topic where I kind of gave a uh, an overview of the whole situation and um so, so it, you know obviously you guys are all Wendy's fans. Uh, I believe I've listened to your show before, uh, and, and um, so you know you see some drama happening there too with the with uh, West Indies uh, cricket board. Uh, but here, it it seems to just be. A, I've talked to Dutton about this before, uh, quite a lot, and we both kind of agree that if they had just had their, if USA had just had their, uh, their electorate defined if they had just had their membership in order last summer we wouldn't be dealing with any of these problems and then so what happens is you have one side saying you violated the constitution by going too long without an election and you you know you have amongst other things and then you have the other side saying well it's almost as if they're saying well we determined that the Constitution doesn't literally mean that. We we determined that the Constitution is a little loose. Um, so it's really tricky, and it's it's a oh it's it's such a um, a tough topic because we I feel like the last year or so there was a lot of really good things done uh, in spite of the pandemic, and then you have this popping up and regardless of who's at fault it really throws a wrench in everything you know it's uh and and we'll obviously we'll find out who who's at fault but i, I agree with jaden's take that if they had just had their membership in order they wouldn't have had it they wouldn't have this happening because uh you know they're, they're being accused of not they had a referendum that that was passed and it's supposed to pass on a two-thirds supermajority and the accusation is that they passed it on a simple majority uh and well there's one argument that they there i've heard the argument that they didn't even need to consult the the electorate because there was no electorate because everybody's membership had expired in in july anyways so you have all these things everybody's membership expired at the end of july uh but (laughs) you know they they wanted to extend the they wanted to take away basically the rule is you have to have been a member for a year in order to vote. They wanted to remove that, that rule. And that's what they held the referendum for so that they could collect more votes more. So they could collect more memberships and go, they, they ended up doing that and they went from 700 and some odd votes to voters to 20,000 voters. And so yeah, that's a it's a pretty big increase. Now, there's two sides of the argument. One of them is, well, you broke the Constitution in order to do that. And the other side of the argument is one of the reasons why USACA failed 
or one of the one of the reasons they got suspended was because they didn't grow their membership and they only and the ICC determined they represented around 20% of the of the American cricketing populace. And so that you can almost take that as a mandate to get more members. Well, they did have 7,000 a couple of years ago and then they lost all those members when they asked them to pay Originally, it was free for them to sign up. When they asked them to pay to renew, they lost 6,000-plus members. And wow. so now now they've essentially made it free for the for the uh, member, and they got 20,000. And, you know, it takes a lot of effort to get those, to get those members. So the big thing is don't let it drop from 7,000 to 700 because it takes you so much, so much effort to get it back. And – we clearly have a culture here that doesn't want to pay for membership. So we have to maybe stop think maybe I think USA cricket should stop thinking about that as a revenue source if they want to have members. And and that's a tricky tricky compromise. But if we had just had those numbers in order, they wouldn't have uh you know, quote unquote broken the constitution to get those numbers up and the board's probably going to argue something like, well, we have to get the numbers up. That's more important than anything else. And I, I don't know, you know, who's, who's right and who's wrong in this, in this whole thing. I don't even know. They, USA is claiming that they didn't, te- or I believe they're implying that they didn't technically break the constitution because they consulted their lawyers who said that you're fine. You're not breaking the constitution, but you, you guys know when things get, into the hands of law, it's it's uh it gets tricky, you know. Like especially here, where there's states that have different chances of th- of of things working than other states, you know. Like you you sign a non-compete clause here in one state, and it's upheld in twelve states, but not another. You know, it's just it's just it, it's really tough to stay on top of all the the uh, the reality of it, really. I'm not a lawyer, in other words. <laughs> well, I can add something here yeah. quick. Me mm-hmm. and Nate always talk about this thing a lot. And uh, all I can say, we are just a fan, outsiders. We are not the decision makers. We are all reading what's coming out from the both sources, as well as what we hear from the media. But I will say one statement very clear. When we see this kind of lawsuit, that means there is something seriously wrong, either with the system or with the people who are running the system. It's a very unfortunate at the end of the day, or I will say it will just be a cricket that will suffer. So yeah. now in this particular situation, it's all in a court, so let the legal situation handle it. We will wait for the outcome uh, before we say who is right and wrong. In uh, my opinion, truth always prevails. And uh, we are in a good hands because if you look at it, uh, Colorado is a one of the states has a majority of the sports entities, including the U.S. Olympic. means they have a good law system there for the sport. And I usually rank the uh, top-notch uh, national sports. It's basically Indiana because of the headquarters of the national college as well as the national high school, NFHS and NCAA. So at the moment, I will say rather than going 
we are not decision maker we can't take any side we don't know the reality so let the law handle and whatever comes we will go from there yeah and and it's it's difficult right now because the USA actually went over their they're supposed to have the election by the end of November uh i believe every year or no by the end of December every year and um they went past that last year and you know nobody on the board complained and then they go past it this year and then that's part of the lawsuit so there's there's speculation as to why it was okay one time and why it's not okay this time and uh who's got something to gain in this case of course whenever you see a whenever you see something like this you always everyone in the community asks well who's got to, some who's got a who's got a stake in the game who's going to win who's going to benefit by either result and so obviously people have been combing through that and i think it is you know it's important to look at the there's three scenarios where the membership to me is what it comes down to membership and there's three scenarios uh with the membership and if if it's upheld uh if the plaintiffs are correct then there's still two scenarios so if the plaintiffs uh you know are are correct that the defendants uh broke the constitution then there's still two scenarios for for potential membership it's either 723 which it was in 2019 uh or yeah 2019 or it's zero which it was at the end of July so if it was zero then you know are they still bound to the constitution because they didn't have any members anyway so it's it's uh it's a really tricky thing it's pretty it's so layered and it's really frustrating like Jatton said the biggest take here is that cricket's going to lose and uh it you know I really hope they come to some resolution um and then you have the and you have the guys who made who so the the plaintiffs uh alleged that they were suing USA uh, they alleged that they were suing the five board members on behalf of they they sued them on behalf of the USA cricket board and uh so they're trying to represent the cricket board against those five and then they made an announcement or they they you know they made a, a statement last week that said they were suing the cricket board so it's kind of like they're they've contradicted themselves a little bit there but uh but we'll see how it plays out it 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 has uh you know it i just hope it doesn't cancel any of these events we've been waiting so long for like tomorrow is the men's U19 national championship that's when it starts tomorrow and everyone is everyone's very excited about that and i i really i'm glad they were able to still get that in I heard for a minute that that was under question even. But let's hope let's hope that this doesn't make cricket in the country suffer because we we're only going to lose out if uh if people aren't playing the game. The more we read on yeah, the more we read on social media, it's a confusing one way if we say that the last year went by without election or without any planning and uh, complain uh, means argument is there people talking why the election was not held on time where we have 160 million people vote for the US president election there is a two different version US president election was in person where this cricket is completely online so that is the Agreed. one argument there and now I, I am say yeah. 
Yeah, I, I'm with you, Nate. The next point is a very critical. If we say that uh, none of the board members said anything during that time, then a uh, lot of people asking me why they are talking now and why they are disputing. If they didn't do anything right. last year, why they started talking now, you know? So this is like a very confusing status, and let's hope that the normal cricket does not suffer in terms of playing conditions. The man, woman, and under-19 team suppose not to have any setback from this issue. That's my personal opinion, and I am strongly committed to support those things. Yes, indeed. Who yeah, talk yeah. to you because we have we have Audley here waiting to ask your question for a long time. He's a commentator. Audley, your question Great. to uh, Welcome <laughs> to the show, Nathan. Um, just want to let you know also that you are inside the Lawrence Yagaro Hour, which is from 8 to 9 here, one of the most flamboyant stylists to ever play the game of cricket. And I uh, just want you to know that um, I love the way you described um, <laughs> cricket. I like the the term you use as ice cream stuff, you know, <laughs> um, yeah, different flavors, <laughs> and there, there's so much to like about it. And the other part is that look, cricket is a game that you can't, you, you can't like it halfway. You just have to, you're in or you're out. You know, those are, those are such those are so factual. And um, uh, Virgil is not here. I heard you made that, and I'm quite sure Virgil, Virgil was able to get in. Um, Leon is having some difficulties on the board, so we're not able to get Virgil in. Um, but um, you mentioned also that uh, some Americans, you know, take um, um, some games, and if it's not American, they are not for it. But the fact that they don't know that cricket is American like Coca-Cola, because um, yeah, back agree, in back, yeah, yeah, back in 1844, the 25th of September, when the first international match was being played, it was between Canada and the United States in the island on the island of Manhattan in New York, and, yep, um, and yep, the, yep. the United States were defeated by Canada by 23 runs, right? So, right. so cricket cricket was there all along. So they just need they just need to be told, and I know when they are confronted with these facts, that you'll just see some jaws just drop open, because the whole thing is like cricket is their game, is not ours, and just to realize that look, it is our game, just like you know from way back. It right. Has been our I agree game. with you. I agree, and, yes. and and you know even further than that, even further back than that, George Washington played cricket. You know. Oh yeah. It, it, that's how that is the it's cycle, all, president. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's been here forever, and um, we have a great. We actually have an awesome history of cricket. It, it was, we had great clubs in New York and in in Philadelphia, and uh, all through the 1800s. Really, really, what sunk it? What really sunk it was, was when the ICC was formed, and it was originally the Imperial Cricket Conference, right? And mm-hmm. it, if if uh, if we had still been English colonies, we'd be we'd have our own we'd ha- we'd be a first first you know a first we'd have a first class system we'd be a a test nation, and you know but they excluded us and they excluded you know Argentina and um, so 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 uh, Peter Delapena made that point not too long ago that you know it's their fault that that the cricket kind of really ultimately failed here and and uh, also but I think I think. We we all are aware of some of cricket's uh, flaws, um, and a lot of that goes back to that imperialistic mentality. Like uh, that, mm-hmm. and and 
you know, where you, where these elites wanted to keep keep it close to their vest. They wanted to protect it and make it make it their own thing. And mm-hmm. uh, that's that's kind of interfered with cricket all along. In, in the 1800s, it did too, with the resisting professionalization. And you know, they could resist that because all the elites could still play it, but but you know, regular Joes couldn't play couldn't play high level cricket because they, it would have to be professional to make it worth it for them, you know. And yeah. So so actually, baseball here. Professional baseball was actually created by cricketers, who right. you know, yeah. It's it's uh, there are um, th- there are I believe three members of the you, no two members of the baseball hall of fame who also played for a team that represented the United States in cricket, and uh, one of them actually founded like the the first big professional baseball league, and he was a phenomenal cricketer. So. Bart, it's, Bart, um, I forget his last name right now. Bart, the well, first name is Bart. Yeah, he he came later, but but I'm talking about okay. Harry Harry Wright or Henry. Okay, Wright. okay. Uh, yeah, but yeah, then we had, of course, we had Bart King, who was dominant, who Bart who King. was a tremendous. Bart King. Yeah, Bart King was an incredible cricketer, and so um, it's a shame from that time at around 1912 or so until the 1960s, we didn't really have cricket just went away here and. uh that's that's quite a shame. Uh, you know, everything that hit everything that hit the social consciousness at the turn of the 20th century exploded. Like that's when that's when base, baseball was already kind of big before that, but it got really big at the turn of the century about you know the 19 teens and stuff. And and that's because it was such a great social event. They people would go out you know to watch a baseball game and they'd go out in hordes and they'd before they put outfield fences up, they would sit in the outfield and just watch the games. And uh, and also newspapers were, were really clicking, making daily papers then. And so it, it, all this perfect storm of things all came together where baseball was a daily game and people could follow it in the newspaper. They could go to the game after after they got done with whatever they needed to do for the day. And cricket missed out on a lot of that stuff. It, it, it would have carried them. It would have carried them very carried cricket very far here. So yeah. People, people don't understand it's a it's a very American sport. It cricket, cricket's everybody's sport. It should be everybody's sport, and uh, it, it's such a creative sport too. You can any kids. This is the greatest thing about it to me is kids can play it anywhere. You know, it's you, you just make the ground rules up as you go. You don't really need a whole lot to play the game, and it's it's kids can get creative in their backyards. You know. Uh, there's not a lot of sports where you can get as creative as you can with cricket. Next, okay, thank can you. Can we hear from Simon? Simon O'Brien, he here some months, right? He played a little cricket in England, but he is a big gun on the show. Simon, your time for And now. a very good evening again to you, Mr. President, and good evening to you, Mr. Um, my question for you, uh, you talk so much about cricket. Have you visited or lived in any of our cricketing nations and seen a live Test match, five-day match. Simon, I've, I've never, I've never left North America. I've always wanted to. It just hasn't been, it just hasn't really been in the cards for for me. But I have every intention to. I want to go. Uh, I want to go all over the place. Uh, I'd love to go all over the Caribbean. I'd love to go to 
to England, uh, go to Lords. Um, I'm actually fr- I'm actually friends with Alvin Kalacharan, who I heard, I've heard on your radio show before. Um, and you know, so he's I've picked his brain. Yeah, he's probably tired of, of of me picking his brain, but but uh, you know, talking to him about cricket around the world, it's just it's you know, it makes I really want to travel and and see everything. I've never done it. I, I'm kind of I'm kind of starting to make plans to try to see the the 2022 World Cup in Australia, the T20 World Cup. But I think it's the T20 World Cup there, isn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm thinking about doing something like that, but I haven't had a chance yet. I want to go to a test match more than anything. Um, oh, why don't you try for the, the World Cricket Championship in June in 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 England? I don't know if they're gonna allow people to go into stands, but that is a tournament very eminent. So. Yeah, yeah, that would be a lot of fun. Um, I uh, I'll see what my situation is. <laughs> Um, are you guys getting? Are you have you guys all gotten vaccinated? Vaccinated? Yes, I am. I, I, a few of us, I think, have gotten. But um, yeah, we, that's good. I we, just I got my first one, so I'm I'm waiting on the second. So I, I, I'll be getting the second. I'll be getting the second this Thursday. Even even you got the both, you are not safe in this world. You still have to keep the mask on. Avoid yeah. the loss. We're we're aware of that, but you are more protected. Yeah, we're aware of that. Yeah, we'll, we'll be we'll still we'll still all be careful. I trust. Yes, yes, indeed. But 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 Mr. McKenzie, he's an umpire. He wants to ask you a question. He has come out of uh, Texas, Mr. McKenzie. Tell yeah, thank you very much. Thanks mm. for asking about the vaccination. I got mine already, Johnson & Johnson. I was very happy to get it. Anyway, how many? I want to know how many major papers you have in your area, and are you a constant contributor to any of them? And um, what type of resource uh, do you use to feature your articles? Um, well, I actually... Only I started writing about sports in earnest this past summer with cricket. I did. I wasn't a sports writer prior. I um, actually have a degree in art. I do a lot of graphic designs. Uh, I, uh, you know, I'm actually I'm a public worker. But uh, so, yeah, it's I, I haven't really. I don't have a ton of experience writing about sports. I, I've always written about a lot of other things. Um, just for seizure or or whatever but um yeah and and really i just i only write on the website on the emerging cricket website i try to i try to write in a way that gets to the point you know i i'm i got no illusions about myself being uh you know gideon Hag or anything so you know i'm not i'm not trying to impress anybody with my writing (laughs) but uh I, i try to write about what what what's happening and I try to write clearly so that people understand. And um, I try to understand also that hopefully a part of my audience are people who are curious about cricket. And I, 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 I like writing for people who um, are already into cricket, but I also try to keep, I always, I also try to keep space for an audience that isn't, if you know what I mean. So, so I what, to, what I was 
what I was thinking is that probably you might tell people or uh, members of your audience asking your questions about the game. And to me, you should have uh, you should you should have something like a cricket umpire's handbook in your pocket sure. all the time as one of your reference guides because Good that idea. will help you a lot in your writing. And if people ask you questions about the game, the uh, you know that little booklet has, is is the law cricket laws. And you right. could find it as a very good resource to, to fit your articles. What's I, I, reference, I reference it a lot. Uh, you know, I look it up a lot online. And uh, um, so I'm I'm familiar with it. But, yeah, I think having a physical uh, handbook with me would be good for my daily interactions and things like that. You know, in, in times when I'm close enough to somebody to show them a book, you know, so in better, less COVID times. But... Um, but yeah, I, that's a good that's a good idea. I, I mean, I do I do use it as a resource myself. I think uh, it you know there's always something to learn, and I don't know if you guys saw the controversy today about Quentin DeCock's uh, maneuver behind the stumps. He he tricked a he tricked a batsman into thinking the ball was going to the other end, and then he got him out. So there was all this controversy about whether he should have been. He should have been held to the rule about um, uh, trick trick fielding or whatever. But uh, so there's always new scenarios that pop up that where you can always go to that go to the laws and read the laws about about that scenario. It's 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 uh, fascinating. I, you know, I I have a lot of respect for umpires because I've done some umpiring and it's very difficult. And I try to get there's so many just like any other skill. There's so many little tricks you can use, not tricks, but there's so many ways to put yourself in a better situation. Not tricks, but pieces of advice that I try to learn from other umpires uh, who have a lot more experience than me. And so, anytime you can learn about cricket in any of the in any of the um, disciplines within cricket, it's it's uh it's valuable, you know. If you have anybody going to England or so, just ask them to pick up a copy of the laws of MCC laws of cricket, and you should have it in your back pocket or not in your back pocket, but in your in your shirt pocket, right up front there all the while, and that could be your Bible and your big ref- <laughs> and a great reference to help you in your writing and make you be a more productive and dynamic approach to writing about cricket. You don't mm-hmm. write about cricket. I like people who when you write about cricket, you have a you have a point of reference. Right in sure, the box sure, of there to really call upon the game. Yes sir. Yes. Thank you, Nate. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. McKenzie. Nate, do you write about the local competition like the the USA USA, Cricket USA or Cricket Council USA's um tournaments and the works? Well, what I what I what I'm limited to with emerging cricket is I'm limited to writing about national events and nationally supported events. Nationally supported events. So there's a difference between a nationally sanctioned event and a nationally supported event. So a nationally sanctioned event would be like the U.S. Open, 
which is uh, blessed by, by the national governing body. And then a nationally supported event would be like the Major League Cricket um, camp that they had for the youth a couple of weeks ago. Because um, mm-hmm. So it, it's up to the USA Cricket almost um, what I'm going to write about. If, if USA Cricket starts to support U.S. Open and, and things like that, then I'll certainly write about that. As well, I know it's it's such a it's such a um, it's an institution here. You know, it's a it's a it's an annual event that that people look forward to, and uh, so yeah, I, I, that's what I'm pretty much limited to based on my uh, you know, and the, based, my final, based on my site. Yeah, my final question: Tell us a little bit about the podcast that you contribute to, so that we can probably follow it and give them information. Sure. That we have. Sure. So uh, it's the Emerging Cr- Cricket Podcast, and they, they have just done their 98th episode. And mm. uh, so I've probably done – I've probably been on, I think, three episodes with them so far. Mm. But usually maybe three or four. Usually it's just something – a couple of times it's been something quick where I, I record something myself and then send it to them, and they stick it in there in their news in their news items. But a couple of times I was on the entire program – and um, yeah, so last yeah last week I I talked at length, probably thirty minutes about the the lawsuit, uh, and uh, that was six a.m. because they're all in Australia, so that was at six a.m. on Tuesday morning. So that was a lot mm-hmm. of that was I I'm not the sharpest I'm not the sharpest guy at six a.m. in the morning especially. So that was a, a challenge, but um, I drank I I drank two cups of tea, and. <laughs> <laughs> so I could be ready for it, but the yeah um so th- that podcast is great. They cover they cover all uh, emerging nations, all associate nations. Anytime there's news, they have all kinds of great guests. They've had CEOs from all all different um, several different uh, national governing bodies. They've had uh, players from from all over the the world, and uh, they they had the um, they had the ICC. Uh, what is his name? Oh, I can't remember his name all of a sudden. Uh, he he, he investigates the, the he investigates match fixing. They had they had him on there. Yeah, match fixing. Okay. Yeah, and so it's it's such a it's always it's just a very interesting show to me, and that's how it, it was like a I, I could scratch that itch every week listening to it. So it's cool that I'm working with them now because I always liked the show so much. And uh, one of the guys on the show used to be. Uh, he, one of the founders used to be the CEO for Hong Kong for Cricket Hong Kong, and now he's just gotten the job to be the CEO of Vanuatu, uh, of uh, Vanuatu Cricket. So um, it's it's uh, it's fascinating talking to people from all around the world uh, and their perspective on cricket, their individual unique problems because uh, everyone has them. And it's that's it's it's really I think their 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 uh podcast and their their website is a great resource for kind of problem solving honestly because you get to hear all the problems from from all the different countries and when you look at the way everybody solves it it kind of i think it's i think it everybody can take something from that uh you know you you want to learn from other people's mistakes and solutions exactly. so that you don't yeah. have to you know, suffer so much. 
Mm-hmm. We, we, we're coming close to the end of the show, but I'm going to ask Cardinal and um, Audley and Dennis one more question quickly, gentlemen, and then we put, turn it over to JT and he will close out with you. Uh, Cardinal, any question? Final question? One question for Nate? No, just a, just a, just a comment. Um, you know, I I am um, yeah I'm I'm I I don't know what what to call it but the the the, the personal um, tendency of Nathan towards towards cricket um, it seems as if it it is it, something that developed within him rather than you know some and I, I'm not sure. Even though he loves the game and he talks about it with a, with a certain sense of passion, I'm not sure that he can pass that on to somebody else, you know, who looks at the game and sees nothing to be attracted to. But, you know, nevertheless, I, I have the confidence that he would try, because he speaks of it so well and seems to be so familiar with it. I have I have the confidence that he would share that passion with other people, and they too would become interested. Well, well, thanks. I I um I have to say it is a challenge, just like you said. You know, it's it's just like when you're teaching a kid that that if you're a coach and you're teaching a kid about cricket, they're only going to they're only going to go so far with it as much as they want to. You know, it, and. You have to, if you discover the love on something yourself, it, it just becomes, you become your own coach to a degree. And it's similar with, with, with passions. It's similar with fandom. And, um, you know, you, you can't make somebody like something. You can make somebody appreciate it. So that's why it's so important. Well, you can't make someone appreciate it. You can give them a good reason to appreciate it and hope that they do. And from that appreciation, maybe comes interest. And then from that interest, kind of passion and and it just snowballs hopefully so the big thing is to get it in front get the sport in front of a lot of people if a lot of people see it then uh you know you're not just talking to 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 people one at a time and explaining them the sport and hoping they a understand it b appreciate it and then c love it that's a lot of things to hope for and when but when people see it and they get the chance to see what Habri has bowling bouncers, you know, or bowling back a length really, really quickly into Shane Watson's ribs or anything. You know, when you, when you get to see, uh, you know, Hayden Walsh make a diving catch on the boundary or something, uh, you know, when you get to see those things, then it's, it's really tough to, to not, not leave that experience with some impression and, and at least appreciation. And so the more people see it, the better. And one of the things I try to do is uh, I, I actually have a uh, – I went to the local community center and started a small youth youth uh, beginner program. So it's, it's a public program. And we do it indoors because I don't want rain to stop us. And we just – it's only a small group of, of kids, but we play on the gym and we, we kind of make up the – the ground rules as we go, but it's the same, you know, it's six balls at a time and all the laws of cricket are in place. Just the ground rules have changed. Like what, how much is the boundary worth and things like that. And you let the kids bat a little longer. Jatton knows all about how to keep kids involved with it. And so it's, and they see that it's not around them and you encourage them to, Hey, why don't you, 
do something with it in your neighborhood. Uh, I think uh, I think that's a great way to go, and that that helps other kids see it. That helps people see it, and and I feel like we should be encouraging people to do things like that um, on their own, and also coming together when we need to. You know, supporting the national the national team, supporting the the national team players. You know, that's a very important thing, uh, in my opinion, to help to help. Uh, foster the growth of the, of the game in the country. Yeah, gentlemen, I'm sorry, but we have to just bring in Jatin here because timing is running on, on right now. So, Jatin, can you close it out? With, uh... Yes, uh, thank you, Nate Nathan, coming out today on uh, behalf of uh, Cricket Show and all panelists. We and appreciate I, your time and no, coming Jay, out you, and talking about Did you have a question yes. or two? To elaborate on this. No, 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 no. I, I get along well with okay. Nate. We talk a lot of things, so there is no question. Okay. But uh, definitely love to appreciate his effort and time today. And uh, we definitely leave the oh, open welcome. Hold for then. For the hold? Let me make Dennis and, and Audley come back in because sure. they have a, a question or two, just a, a brief question, and I'll bring you in at the end. Um, okay. Dennis, Dennis? Nathan, can you give us the website address for the Emerge pro, um, emerging cricket. Yeah, yeah. The the website is emergingcricket.com. Just all one okay. word. And um, thank you. You you can click on the authors' names and stuff, and you can find all my stuff. I've done, uh, I think, close to 70, 70 articles, close to that, uh, since July. So I'm writing on there all the time. Okay. Thank, thank you. Thank you. And um, You're welcome. Thanks, guys. Sure Okay. Um, yes, I, I heard, yes, I'm here. Yeah, I heard you mention um, that you cover U.S. Open cricket. Have you ever been to the stadium, or maybe you just write of what's on mass TV? Uh, I've not yet been. I was going to go last year to Florida to on the fourth of April to watch USA play, and then it got canceled because of COVID. Hit right mm-hmm. around then, just before about a month sooner. I've yet to be to Florida. I have been to Church Street Park here in North Carolina uh, countless times. Um, I heard those are probably the two best two best uh, stadiums in the in the country. And I know the Florida one. I really was looking forward to seeing because of the amount of seating that it has. And so there's been several times I've wanted to go to Florida, and there's been several times I've been right on the verge of going, and then something has come up, and I didn't get a chance to go. But um, I do have uh, friends who are there. Uh, for this U.S. Open, um, the local mayor of Morrisville was there, mayor yeah. Mark, and he, he's a friend of mine. And my friend Phil, who lives in Chicago, he went he went down, and uh, he's a big he's a big USA cricket fan. He's actually followed. He's a really interesting guy. He's actually followed the team around, gone to various countries to watch them play all around the world. So. Um, yeah, I haven't been able to go, so I have to live vicariously through through those fellas. But uh, I, I do plan on going um, next time. Next time I can, I, I I'm very looking forward to, to going to that area. I heard the food is pretty good around there too, in uh, in that community. Very. So very yeah, good. so that's what. Oh, okay, one qu- one that. quick message. One quick message. I heard you mention. Leon, just ten seconds. One quick message. I heard you mention. Alvin Kaliteran, call him on Wednesday. And say, hey, did you know that this is the 49th anniversary of you making your debut? Yes, he did that against New Zealand. And Wednesday, 
will be 45 years since he made his debut. Call him up on Wednesday. Wow. A reminder. Thank you for that. I'll, I'll, I'll All right. That. He, just had, he just had a birthday. He just had a birthday a couple weeks ago. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we did call him up. But, um, Nate, we have a young lady in Tampa. She goes by the name of Jotsna. She related to Jatin. But you may find some good news coming out of her area as well. Jotsna, say hello to Nate. Uh, yes. Good, good evening, everybody, and happy Easter. Yeah, thank you. Good to hear uh, about uh, Nathan, whatever he was um, saying. And uh, did he say emergingcricket.com, the website? Yes, yes emergingcricket.com. Yes, .com, yeah. Okay, interesting. All right, well, it was very nice to meet with you, Mr. Nathan. And uh, have a good evening, everybody. Uh, pleasure meeting yeah, you again. Thank you, too. Thank you, thank you. Could Nathan just give us his his, uh, surname? It's Hayes, H-A-Y-S. H-A-Y-S? Yes, H-A-Y-S. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, okay, Ivor is one of our members of our panel before we go in. Ivor, briefly say a few words to Nathan. Yeah, yes, Nate Hayes, and um, I just like to follow up on what Arthur said. Hopefully, we'll meet the young gentleman at one of the events that takes place at the only approved IT venue in all of North America. That's in the city of North America. That's the central yeah. or regional park. I wish you all the best in your endeavors, right? Hopefully, I too will be following up on the website. Website, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Maybe I'll see you guys down in Florida sometime. Amen. Okay. Jason, take it away. Yes, sir. Thanks again, Nathan. And uh, we'd love to see you again. Uh, remember, we are doing this show since 2010. So yep. we appreciate your time today on behalf of Cricket. USA show as well as uh, all panelists and like to give you the open welcome anytime in future if you want to come out for a show or have to pass some message or news or anything you like about cricket that's what we do we are here every Sunday 6 to 9 the guest hour is normally 8 to 9 so we are very close to it once again we appreciate your time and coming out today and we'll definitely welcome you in future Great. Thank you yes. very much. It was, it was a pleasure. Mm-hmm. And we have a all the panelists. Have a pleasant evening. And and so and your with your your podcast and your broadcast and learning about the game. And we hope to see you here again, not in a short time, not too distant. God bless. Great. Give, regards, Thank you. give all regards to all your your members that you are associated with, and we were glad to have them on as well. They are so desirous of doing so. Okay, good sounds, night. Sounds great, guys. Thank you. Happy God bless Easter. you. Have a great day. Have a great week. Happy Easter to you as well. You too. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you, guys. Good. So, Audley, why don't you close us out tonight? God's willing. One person. and Call it that. Okay, so this has been a very good night, um, lively discussions. Uh, we learned quite a bit 
from our guest, Mr. Hayes, there. And, um, um, of, of course, I have to mention Cardinal. I've, I've, we haven't heard his voice for a good while. And nice to have you tonight, Cardinal. And Iva came in at the end there. So um, just um, to remind, remind okay. each and everyone. Oh, um, he was missing. So missed, and, and missed, yes, and I, I even called him Lazarus. Like, Lazarus <laughs> come forth. Right. So he's what back. are you talking about? And, eh? Thank you very much. I will see you next week. Right. So this has been a very productive program, of course, as usual. And we just want to remind all the listeners, tell each one, tell one. I remember we'll be right back here next week, God willing. Be careful. We're still in COVID time. It's not as... Uh, as bad, people are not drug, dying around, uh, you know, at our feet or things like that. But it's still, we're still in dangerous times. So please get be careful because we want, right, get vaccinated, right? Um, come back here next week, but God willing, because we want you to have your own. We would like to see you back on the radio next week. Bye-bye. Right, like Mr. McKenzie always say, we'll see you next week on the radio. God willing. Bye. Right. Back to you, Leah. My good night. The music. Without it, I could do nothing. Without it, I should be fair. Without it, I would be drifting like a ship without a sail. Without it, I would be dying. Without Yeah. 
uh, sure let me let me drop this in then. Let me drop this in. The Australian female cricket team, they have won 20, 22 consecutive mm, matches. Yes, they yes. have broken the record that was set by Ricky Ponty's Ricky Ponting's Australia men team that was they were yes. tied on twenty one. And now I they are by beating mm. New Zealand uh, handily. They have now the sole owner of the world record. All right. Yes, someone is calling us. Good night, good night all. Yes, that's all we have for you tonight until Tuesday evening and then on Saturday morning and then come back here Sunday. We have some more for you. Good night all. God bless. Good night, Leon.